Hey gang, this is Phil Moore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Sounds like someone's using... What? Oh, get yeah, it. Ralph, you're using Howard. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sound of someone using. <laughs> hey, You've been using for 20 years, dickhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, when are you going to kick your habit? Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right, Ralph. Don't try a battle of wits, Ralph. You're unarmed. I know how Scott's feeling because I turned 40 and I'm feeling this way. Scott is waiting. Someday for the sweet release of death. <laughs> and just like, get me off the earth. It's spinning too fast. Yeah, I don't exactly. give a fuck about any of you. Yeah, I was born to the wrong You got parents. slapped the yarmulke. I did. <laughs> Hello? What does that mean? She thinks I look very Jewish. Yeah, I do. Oh. I was fucking a model in college. The entire Boston University hated me because everybody wanted this woman. One night, I don't know, I did quite alludes. I got fucking horny. I banged her. And this is not the type of chick you want to brag about. <laughs> like, nobody was banging this chick. Aww. Nobody was banging her. Loveliest girl in the world. Sweetest girl in the world. I banged her. I went, oh, my God. And I had, to walk, her, I I had to walk her back to her dorm. And I prayed to Jesus that no one would see me walking this girl back to the dorm. <laughs> and no one would find none of our group of friends. And as soon as I got her back... Snuck her in because she hung out with a lot of the girls I knew and everything. I fucking, I, I never talked to her again. I never acknowledged her. I pretended the thing never happened. And believe me, I'm no homo. I never, believe me, as soon as he had me touch it, I knew it was wrong. Oh. And I stopped immediately. That doesn't mean you didn't like it. There was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so when you make love to a guy like that, you're staring into his eyes. You already have to have an orgasm just from that, right? Because he's so good looking. Uh, you know, I think you sound like you're gay or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Uh, I'm trying to talk. Uh, wait a second. I, I, staring in I'm your trying eyes to wait a second. I am trying to. I am trying to. I am trying I'm trying to have girl talk with you here. <laughs> Howard, I always kind of thought you were like hetero, but like you seem uh, obsessed with this. And just clean up and walk off and put out new stuff for her. Well, I'm dip. I'm I'm still. This is why I believe Robin's got the more like as much as Gary has, and he certainly does. I think he's too much of a, a butt boy to to ever really say anything bad about Howard for fear of getting sued, even in in death, uh, of you know even the event of Wiggy's death, which of course none of us are praying for. Um, but the the thing is, she has been marginalized so for so, entire career, basically being. And we we talk about it a little bit during the um, Sally Jesse uh, saga. She's been marginalized. She's had to defend him. She's had to like ex- explain why she's working for this asshole her entire career. Never got her shot in the spotlight. The 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 show that we're looking for, the pilot, that talk show thing that never got picked up. That had to fucking kill her. And then he'd have you know Sal to come on the show. I'm sure that was organized by Wiggy to say, "Hey Sal, come on in and ask Robin about her show and what happened to it." I used to think it was organic that Sal wanted to bust her balls. I think Wig asked him to do that. 
I would agree. He's prompting staff to dig at her. Yeah. And you take the hit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, next one is 11. Uh, wig ditched by the horse. And of course, we. Robin, are you watching Bridge Bridgerton? I've already finished it. Loved yeah. it completely. Yeah. Um, yes. That's my guilty pleasure. We started watching that together. Shame on you! And I lost him the first two minutes. No, you didn't. It was that debutante ball when they Shame were on you. the whole. Shame <laughs> on you! You did it. You it off. Shame on you! It's you really, know, it's really. Cute. We started watching Shame. Bridgerton. We both decided we didn't like it. Shame. Then <gasps> someone said to us, "You got to stick with it. It's really good." And I said, "Okay, that'll be our show. We'll watch it together." Okay, now the next part, guys. You went off and watched it on your own. (laughs) But I would have watched it with you. Shame. I would have watched it. Bridgerton is fun. Yeah. I still have two episodes left. I'm going to watch my shows on my own. (laughs) Good. (laughs) You know what? You know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to punish you. When I get the advanced copy of The Bachelor this week, I'm going to watch it myself. Oh. Hmm. Did you notice that she says... Uh, you watch shows without me, mm-hmm. and he just went right past that and was like, oh, I'm yes. going to punish you. Yeah. So, like, anything she says to him is just gray rocked by him. Mm-hmm. And then she just, or he, I'm sorry, he just goes on and says, well, I'm going to watch The Bachelor without you. Mm-hmm. So that's her punishment, which <laughs> to me. <laughs> Sounds like a reward. <laughs> I'm in Bizarro world again, so I yeah. don't know. To me, that's. <laughs> Like a release early pardon from jail. Yeah, exactly. Um, Beth says, this one made me laugh as well. Beth says, Wiggy smells like an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Your hair looks good, believe it or not. Does it? Yeah, you look good. You told me I smell like an old lady. I didn't say what? that. You said it's that smells very that scent is very strong. The product. I didn't say you smell My, like an old here's lady. Here's what happened. Where are you no, hearing things from? The first time I wore this, here's what happened. <laughs> Here's what happened. So oh. I get. Okay, we'll continue into that, guys, but uh, because it's the next clip. But isn't that just in line with Bob's Chicago? Bob says, you know, they hold on to things forever and they're going to yes. give it back to you at some point. It's just another arm, like uh, firearms, you know, that they firearms that they've been collecting for just such a purpose. And you can hear the frustration in her voice like, oh, uh, here we go. Yes, one one little gaffe, probably who knows how long ago, and this is what he's going on with. He never forgets a fucking slight. Uh, Hearing things from the first time I wore this. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So oh. I get my hair hasn't been cut in months. Yeah, and it's a mess. I need a haircut, but you know, until we get this COVID thing straight now, we're not getting haircuts. So I um in the morning my hair's a mess. So I found this product. Two products, sea salt spray and this this conditioner. If you spray it in, my hair springs back. <laughs> so you can smell like clam? Okay. So the, <laughs> the thing is, guys, it, like if his hair was real, and this is what I'll tell every all these assholes who still believe, oh, yeah, it's not real. You know, it's real. What are you guys going on? How do you know it's a wig? Okay. How do I know the fucking sky is blue? How do I know that? <laughs> how do I know that Kennedy was shot? <laughs> you know, the the thing is. His hair, he'd look like fucking Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway if, if, if they didn't cut it and if it was natural. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if they're not getting a cut, who's doing it? What's doing, you know, how's it going? Is he taking a candle and burning off the tips one by one? The spray that he uses, I think the real name is called Wig Reviver <laughs> because it just puts it back the way it should be. 
<laughs> We're just not getting the real names. Oh, God, I love it. Okay, let's keep going. But it stinks to high heaven. Oh. But I have like to... a very um, musty. Yeah, it's horrible. I hate the smell of it. But... I don't want to say sandalwoody smell, but it's just very with mixed with baby powder. That's a good yeah. description. Well, <laughs> Perfect for King Baby, <laughs> patchouli and, yeah. and talc. Oh, I read. Very strong. I found this stuff in a magazine. They said, "Don't you want to look? You know how good your hair looks when you go to the beach and you just like had sea spray in your hair from what the it ocean." Looks like it, that's. They're accurate. That's what your yeah, hair looks and, like. So that's what, that's the, what it and is. And it so. smells. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. His hair looks like if a tumbleweed hit your windshield at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who are we? Who are we even? Why are we even fucking around? Beth, like, it's over. This is, you know, no need to fucking placate that uh, asshole. Um, the next clip, number 14, Beth also sucks off pilots. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Talk about in Greece when the airline pilot, what, he was flying a plane full of people. What did he do when he saw you? I was invited to the cockpit and he, I sat on his lap and I landed the plane with him. Oh, my I mean, God. You see, that, do you, I mean, this is what I'm talking Like, I talked about, I go, you don't, honey, you don't understand. This kind of shit doesn't go on. That was an experience, though. How could it was from one island to the next? Oh, yeah. it, was, it wasn't like a big plane filled with passengers. There were about fifteen of us on board. When you got <laughs> suspended from high school, <laughs> we're gonna go into that one, guys. And realize it. <laughs> I can tell you, back in the day, Olympic Airways was a trip. There was, was non-smoking, but they still had the ash, the ashtrays in the in the seats. They hadn't taken them down. And this is what I heard one time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, you know, please fasten your seat belts. Uh, we are uh, we are going to fly, you know, twenty thousand feet, uh, going over to Athens, and then all of a sudden you hear this. Please, before we take off, remember there is no <laughs> smoking aboard this airplane. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so you know you're in, you're in with a Greek pilot. So the next one is called uh, "Principals Love Their Students," and that's a continuation of that clip got suspended from high school oh we are not talking about that who came over to visit you every day on his mother's i'm side? not talk we're not talking about mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every day every day like he is he, he's making that up or if it's if he's not she was clearly fucking her principal uh, it's hard to tell whose lies are true anymore it's like yeah but he's and he's told the story a, a thousand times he's told this story a bunch of times but you got to remember the picture of Beef in the leather jacket when she's standing out in front of her high school before she does like some uh, like, video yeah. tutorial of all That's the right. great things the school's done in Pittsburgh, her high school. Right. right. And we always, we always joke that that was the principal's motorcycle jacket. <laughs> yeah, but it probably <laughs> was. Where when he went to her house, because we've heard this before. Yeah, it probably was. I'm going to try to remind, my, remind myself to put a, a, a clip in there of that. It's not something that... Did she ever have to pay? Okay, so that one is cut off a little bit, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, how great is this? That, like, it's another passive-aggressive dance where Wiggy is bringing up all these embarrassing things from her past, like mm -hmm. homecoming queen. And the, the reason she was at home from suspension is she got drunk at a dance. Yeah. Whether it was homecoming or prom, I can't keep up with those details yeah. of minutia. Yeah. Right. But the fact that he is rubbing this in her face after she went on and on about, I could have gotten Larry King. Mm -hmm. Larry grabbed my hand. Larry locked you out of the room. Right. Now it's, oh, you sat on a pilot's lap. 
you had visits from your principal on his motorcycle. Right. It's it's never ending with these people. Never ends. Well, what's the? I, I'm just trying to trying to figure out. Is it multi multi layered reasons for for doing this to make make her seem like she's the prize? She's such a prize that he got, and to increase her level of desirability as perceived by other people, or is it she's a slut? Like she got everything because she's not a fucking genius. She's not a rocket scientist that she fucked pilots. She fucked like fruit vendors for free fruit. She uh, sucked off, you know, principals for, for passing grades and got leather jackets out of it. Um, I mean, it, it sounds with the, especially the way he puts it, it doesn't paint her in a good light, regardless if he's too stupid to realize it. No, that's why I think it's more of a passive aggressive thing. Right. But it also works for the beard narrative. Mm-hmm. where it makes her attractive as a beard that the Dial. principal or the pilot or the newsstand guy yeah or some guy jerking off in the street has to have her like come on yeah they're they're all like spitting on her jacket like mm-hmm. there was always a victim narrative of of like poor beth all these years being castigated for her looks meanwhile you know she she wouldn't go by her real name i think she was wasn't she called olivia jade for that fucking mod, that sunglasses ad Sam will know this one. I think she called herself something else. Olivia. There was another name. I don't remember. It I was Bianca, wasn't it? Bianca Jane. Bianca Jane. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And supposedly Good Bianca catch. was the name of one of the strippers at Scores that used it to give them lap dances. So that's that's not a... a uh, and that's how they named their bulldog after yes, a stripper. After a fucking stripper. Number 16, Beefus Charms the Rubes. Something that did she ever have to pay for ice cream? I mean, did never, they never. Give that talk her? about that. No, there was outside of my apartment. There was the banana man, the guy with the fruit stand, and every uh-huh. morning he would give me a banana. Give you banana, <laughs> not and, ice cream. And he gave you free magazines. Well, every once in a while, yeah. If I was in the magazine and I was picking up, and then he was excited because if I was working and I wanted to see the tear sheet, I would buy the magazine. Okay, it sounds to me like the fruit vendor just wanted a piece of her. I don't know. Yeah, you don't give free stuff to anybody unless there's no such thing as a free lunch, guys. But he would give me the magazine, but I felt bad for him, so I would always leave the money for the magazine on him. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you? You hear that? He was totally fucking yeah. on her there. Yeah, you left. Totally. The you left the money. Sure. What money is that? And we wonder why she doesn't want to come on Mike because yeah, look at or, the treatment she's fucking getting. Right. Or Even watch as a TV woman, I'd be offended. Yeah, totally. The next one is called Cuck Amuck. <laughs> her, her whole life with guys. So the Larry King thing was just one more thing. And I've been the victim of this because we'll go out and every guy there thinks they should be with Beth instead of me. I'm the victim. Wah. <laughs> People mm-hmm. ignore me and go for my beard. Wah. <laughs> it didn't matter who she was. Like they, They're all going to treat... like. It must be, I just realized this. It must be hard going through life, everybody thinking you look subhuman. It must be. I mean. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not busting on people's looks. He has made himself look worse over the years. If he just got comfortable with the fact of who he is and what he looks like all these years. Sure. People would look at him cause he's tall. He's freakishly tall. Okay. But it's, he's made himself look like a sideshow freak. And it's yeah. it's not getting any better with age. He's not dressing appropriately. He's his hair is inappropriate. He should just fucking go bald, and no one would give a fuck. Yep. Regardless of looks, there is something about sexy that requires confidence. Yes. 
and it's a personality. Yeah, it's charisma, having, charm. Having a game, having, yeah, uh, charm, having humor. Yeah. Humor. <laughs> having these qualities goes a lot farther than just looks. That is so mm -hmm. superficial. Like, And that's all he's stuck on. And he's yeah. honestly jealous of Beth or Beef because he wants to be the pretty girl at the party. He wants to sit on the pilot's lap, get free yes. fruit. And it just, it's always the same old story. Like, I feel really bad for people if they're getting bored with us at this point because we're always repeating the same themes. But mm -hmm. this is what we're given. This is all we have to work with. Right. So, Still. what you're getting is what, you, what you're, what we're giving you is what he's giving. Sorry. Like, that's, we're taking what we can from what he gives us. Right. And uh, sometimes it'll be interviews, which, you know, it depends on the interview. And um, some of them are worth mining more than others. <laughs> and they can't figure out how I got better. That's not true. That would. It's oh, it's true. so true. No, it's every not. guy hits on you. Not every guy. No. Every guy. No. I mean, they're I, looking I even with say, their wives. They can't. When they're with their wives, they're not looking at me. There's never been. Bullshit. There's never oh, been. Oh boy, now you're lying. <laughs> Who are you referring to? I'll write, write down. down. I'll write down five names right now. People that have five been with their names. wives. Yes. Of course. No. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Five names. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why he's so happy to be home and not having to go out. We have to know that Ben. We, we have to know that Ben Stiller filled every fucking orifice on Beth when when they were filming. Uh, oh uh, right, yeah. What was that one? Um, God, ninety six. Um, flirting with disaster. Her in the volleyball outfit. Yeah, um, flirting with disaster. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Ben Stiller was a fucking maniac party animal asshole. I, I, you, I, I, there's a few people I hate more in Hollywood than Ben Stiller, uh, for a number of reasons. And I think they're all deserved. I don't understand how somebody so untalented came from two talented people, but, uh, you know, uh, the next clip is called goodbye horses. So cue up your, uh, cue Lazarus and, uh, dance with us guys. <laughs> oh boy, now you're lying. Who are you referring to? I'll write down, down. I'll write down five names right now. People that have five been with their wives? Yes. Of course. No. Uh -oh. I'm gonna write down you a name right him now. In, I don't putting I him do to not the want... test. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, don't say the name. This yeah, guy don't doesn't let the hit... camera see it. This guy didn't hit on you in front of his wife? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bad. yeah. All right. Okay, and last few seconds, guys. One. Like, like ridiculous. Well, why do you think, like, I mean, I knew when I met Beth, I was saying to Robin, I had to lock you in right away. I mean, I wanted a date. Look who I chose. <laughs> she says that with such conviction. The Oscar goes to Seabiscuit, <laughs> Seabethskit. Uh, go ahead. Well, he has a 79 IQ, but yet he has such a memory. Mm -hmm. For all these things that it, it doesn't even, he doesn't hesitate one second to nope. write down a name. And he right. says he's got five names, but just to write down one name, I'm mesmerized by his memory sometimes of how he can recall past digs at him. Yes, absolutely. And throw them in people's faces. Yet, mm -hmm. if you ask him to remember something that happened in a movie or an actor's name, forget it. Not going to happen. Or no. if you ask him to find the notes for Leslie West's eulogy <laughs> after he had two weeks to prepare for it forget about it Not no fucking happen. way nope no way and uh, ironically enough again so, so she she's all incredulous and then he comes up with the name and she goes oh yeah you think she didn't already know 
You think she doesn't know that this stuff happened? Come on. Uh, the next one, uh, Blobbin, the NPD storyteller. And I have a story Gray. about that. I have a story about that. I bought two of the T-shirts for me. Yeah. Somehow they got sent to a friend as a Christmas hmm. present. Yeah. And they were thanking me for it. They loved it. I bought it because I loved that painting. And I don't have it because oh, I, I couldn't tell them. I'll send you some. I'll send you okay, some. Yeah. I couldn't I tell them that it was it. not for them after they thought this was this great gift. Well, it was okay, Robin, another fuck up through eBay or Amazon or whatever, giving someone else's uh, address instead of her own. I, I've, I've done that before, but I sent to myself my another address of mine by accident. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it's that. It's Robin's MPD coming through again. I was so upset because I didn't. I was so upset because I didn't get the T-shirt that I ordered. But here she didn't order it. Captain Dennis ordered it and fucked up. By the way, did you enjoy me getting getting um, when I got Jackie to read from Robin's book a little more? Because we haven't heard that since then. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Highlight. Loved it. It's a limited, it was a limited edition. We were just doing it. I thought how fun people, we didn't do another Helen Rose calendar. So I right. thought for Christmas, people love gifts of, um, you know, last minute gifts. So I thought to put it out for Christmas. It sold out within a week. The amount, the supply. And I had, have. I knew they always sell out. And I, it was I crazy. had two. Of them, and yeah. then well, they, were, they never me, came. So to me. what we decided was we were going to do this image. It's a painting that you're that you painted of Helen, a watercolor original. I don't know if I remember this painting, but I'm sure it was horrendous. Um, on oh. a little canvas tote. So I'm going to. Ah. It'll be up um, in the next two weeks. So. And that painting right. turned out pretty good. I painted yeah, my cat so in a sneaker and it turned it's out good really good. Overall, it's a great painting. Like yeah. Honey, it looks cute on you. And I mean, I'm imagining Robin in one, like this cut off with just like <laughs> little under titty showing with a Helen Rose t-shirt. Oh, Come man. I, we got to get her. <laughs> Is there anything more what? vile when he starts going on about Robin and being sexy in this under titty? It makes you turn get turned off sex. <laughs> the reason they stopped all the Robin songs is because yeah. it just didn't play out anymore. And now this, but also because they're about her, and you know we can't well, have that happen. Hence yeah, the news. Can't have that. Number twenty, R.I.P. Rest in peace, Larry King. Here's another ass fuck of a tribute. The the big story was Larry King. That's our tribute to him, that he he tried to steal your girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, he really did. And the nerve, and I even went, the nerve of this guy, like, he looks at me and goes, I could steal his girlfriend. Like, (laughs) I must be really hideous. not inappropriate. He was... Uh, the other thing was now this is now the way he says it, it's reminiscent of the uh, Ed Bradley funeral and the bitching he did about where he was placed. It sounds exactly like that. Same tone. Yeah. Correct. It's it's the I'm more famous than you know. Yeah. So I deserve better treatment than this. Right. And I think if you let if it goes long enough, like I don't know if you if you let it go, play it for three more hours, he'd talk more shit about Larry King. He'd talk nothing but shit about him. And in in fact, later on, he'll probably send say some awful things about him. Now that he's dead, is nothing like he's going to sue um, because he really was. It's reminding him to be pissed off at him. Yep. Oh, he said plenty of awful things about Larry falling asleep on the air. He played a clip of that. Yep. He talked about, uh, oh, Larry used to write bad checks, apparently. Yes. Yep. And then he brought up the whole Piers Morgan thing of Piers taking over. So it was mm-hmm. it was just constant stomping on the grave. Mm-hmm. Just flirty and 
I can't, I can't believe he <laughs> shut the door. And then when he, when he came walking in with you holding your hand, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but I, he was holding my hand to, and leading me to, with, to you. It wasn't pervy at all. Stop it. Where was the chair? The chair was next to him. Yeah, yeah, not next to me. The next to Larry. Holding hands under the chair. By the way, I want to thank you for leading. (laughs) Nice throw that one in there. The next one is called my trophy beard. Not as easy as it looks. Like she's the greatest in all, but you know, with guys constantly hitting on her and stuff, you gotta have a fucking healthy ego and like you know, and not get all. You gotta have a guy's water. Uh, Yeah, keep them away. Like I'm, I'm pretty cool about stuff, right, honey? I mean, <laughs> honey, <pretty> cool. Hello, <laughs> hello. No answer. Bueller. <laughs> well, it, here's the thing, also about this. Um, he, he said you have to have a healthy ego. Here's the real secret, ladies and gentlemen. Um, guys will fuck anything. I mean, guys will fuck. Just, I mean, us guys are dogs. There's some guys, they're chubby chasers. There's guys that look after stick insects. There's guys that will look for, you know, you know, milfs, gilfs, everything. And so everybody's attractive to somebody. It's just a matter of finding that person. And in his case, nobody. And, um, it like shitting on her, this passive aggressive shitting on her. Would you, wouldn't you take Adderall snort it? Wouldn't you drink as much wine as you fucking could if you were stuck with this horrible human being? I would find every chance I had to stash away little things here and there just to like fuck with him. Yeah, just for my own little personal victories mm-hmm. or joys mm-hmm. that would carry me through and be like, ten million dollars, I can do this. Ten million dollars, I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, like Lucky Charms, yeah, Adderall, a wine glass, uh, fancy jewelry I could take a picture in. A pool Whatever boy. It is. <laughs> Stuff yeah, them in one of the rooms boy. they never go in. Okay. Number one, this one made me laugh and it's only twelve seconds long. It's called How Does One Hit on a Spouse? That's for me. And I'm all these are. And I'm all boned up all the time too, right? I'm always hitting on you. Yeah. Like yeah. Like you you kind of uh, pushed me off the last couple of few times. <laughs> okay, guys. Um they, then it seems, it, uh, we've said, transactional. That's the word I keep using again and again. Yeah. But this sounds very much like someone who has almost nothing to do. Like It's like two strangers talking to each other on a speed date. Um, you know. It's also very, like, uh, he doth protest too much. Yes. So it's, it's the opposite of that. Like, he has to keep channeling in on these lies to beat it down about bang a clock and how much he's boned up and like all these phrases that just, they aren't fitting for our time. Anytime, like in the past no. 30 years, nobody's right. used these phrases. Right. He's, he's like, he's, a, he's like a shitty, he's a shitty dice. <laughs> you would think for all the t- fucking TV that he watches, he would pick up on some, some Lingo. more current language, but he doesn't. Yeah. I just don't no, get God, it. No, no. The next clip is called, Hey, it's Katy Perry. Let's talk about Orlando's clock cock instead. <laughs> I think that was all to just like, kind of smush it in uh, Trump's face. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood's out and celebrating. And- I think Orlando Bloom was there with her, too. And all I could think about is that dude, big schlong going into oh, Katy Perry. Sure. He's got this big, thick cock. Good looking dude. But, you know, like we. Oh, for fuck's sake.
Oh, for fuck's sake. Who's still holding? Who are the holdouts there saying this guy loves, <laughs> loves pussy? <laughs> who refers to this? There's no joke. There's no fucking joke. I don't know how much more redundant we can be. Yeah. How much more repetitive we can be and hammer this point home on people. Like, what else are we supposed to think? Seriously. Right. I have I have 10 minutes, a 10 minute, 15 minute clip on my other channel about his cock lust with or just with Orlando Bloom. If I was to do Brad Pitt, it would be like the fucking autobiography of Winston Churchill. I mean, this is how oh. much this guy like oogles male genitalia. It's not for jokes. It's not funny. No one's laughing. Everybody no. thinks he's a fucking puzzoglifty. And look, what do you want me to say? <laughs> he's, he's a fruit. <laughs> and I don't care. Just come the fuck out. Come the fuck out. And we can take that out of our show. We can get rid of all yeah. the, the fagula fo- photoshops and everything. And no one has to ask the question, are you homophobic? No, we hate hypocrites. We hate guys that shamed people, etc. And anyway, in this particular case, Robin, number ne- next clip, Robin hates 1,000 pound sisters. She's already said this, but here you go, guys. I don't know that they'd laugh their ass off. I, I don't find it funny at all. Oh, I like them, and I love, I love watching them. Well, why don't you find other sick people to laugh at? Oh, I do. But <laughs> half my staff I laugh at on a daily basis. You're right. She's absolutely upset with him about that. She, that, yeah. that bothers her. Yeah. That's, that's as far as she can go without crossing the line and, like, throwing verbal punches at him. I think so. Uh, this next one is called Ralph Nonsense. Peep our booty. Um, uh, I talked to Ralph. He's not going to take it anymore. He's going to get off that. Mm. Um, anyway, most of the fans wrote in and said they think Ralph is losing his mind in quarantine. I know why Ralph was banned from Twitter. I had to unfollow him because his abusive posts towards people who he didn't agree with were brutal. No thoughtful arguments, just abuse. If he's on medication to calm down, it isn't working. Okay. So another party heard from, yeah? Yeah, no, he convinced Ralph to stop taking the medicine. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dangerous. Like, that's something a doctor has to wean you off of. So the if he really did convince him to stop taking the Wellbutrin, then who knows what kind of psychotic events Ralph could be going through as far as, like, just mood swings bipolarness, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Thank God he doesn't have Twitter, but he still has Instagram. So anybody that's out there that has the God help you bravery <laughs> to go yeah. and follow him, go ahead. I concentrate on beef on Instagram. That's about, yeah. and Beetle. Beetle is like my anti-beef where he yeah. brings me happiness where she doesn't. So gotta, the gotta two balance beef. each other out, I guess. Mad props to Beat. Ralph is a narcissistic train wreck. He sucks, and I can't stand him. Besides Trump, who even knew that was possible? And he needs medication in order to do the one contribution he already makes to society, organizing Howard's underwear. (laughs) Ralph needs some serious professional help, not just medication. So Ralph taking a beating. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Remember, this is the staff writing these. It's Fred and the staff that. Or whoever does bring the together email. all the e- all these fake emails, and I'm sure if Wiggy wants to throw in his two cents, Larry King reference, mm-hmm. then he can too, and they'll write up something for him. But yeah, who and fans, emails the show? It, no, and fans, if you do want more or don't want more, you're going to get it. Here's Dick sucking with Wilding. 
Chris uh, hadn't blown a guy in like seven months. Right, so that's he was yes. very, yeah, he was pretty depressed. I was, yeah, and Ronnie <laughs> knows more than anyone that if you're not getting sex for months, he could drive you up the wall. Getting something up your ass, it's problematic. Right. That's right. Wait so, a second, so, Ronnie. So why did you reach out to Chris and not me? Because we think you're still blowing dudes. <laughs> no, no, don't why? be funny. Okay. Uh, the next clip, Raven got this one as well. It's called Everybody's, Everybody's on Drugs. Well, I was going to reach out to you, and I just haven't gotten around to <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah what's that all Dude, about? I have no problem. No problem with it. I told you. I have no problem with it. Ralph was on drugs, to be fair, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. We're, all on drug. We're all on drugs. You're on Ronnie, drugs, are Ron? you on something? No, I'm not on something. Horny goat weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twice a day. All right, so. I wouldn't be surprised if every single fucking staffer was on drugs to put up with his assholeness. Wouldn't be surprised we, in the slightest. We know tons of them smoke weed, heavy drinkers. Right, right there, that's drugs. Yep. And then we know J uh, Jason Kaplan is on prescribed Wellbutrin for, what, 15, 20 years now? And, and the Lexapro. Or, I'm sorry, he was Lexapro. My bad. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's yeah, they're all they're all doing something. I'd say Jason takes the Lexapro to give him that confidence, but he takes the pot to calm himself down before he starts telling people how much assholes he thinks they really are. And Jason really is psychologically disturbed as well because um, he's got such self hatred, like he's got such bad Im image of himself. And I don't blame him. He mm -hmm. looks like he looks like a, a Lord of the Rings character. Um, but uh, and so the pot, and but he's also unfortunately that Lexapro gives him. No sensor, and that uh, I remember Tom right. Chiasano explained to Gary, "Look, you got to chill him the fuck out because otherwise he's going to get fired." You know, by doing this. Well, when you when you throw into that recipe of self esteem, uh, mommy issues, yep, and possibly uh, closeted gayness, mm -hmm. then you're in for a real ride mm -hmm. because you need a medication to calm all that shit down that's going mm -hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. Like just deal with life. I I I understand mental health. Trust me, I'm yeah. not. This is nothing to anybody except the staff on the show that we're talking about right now. Right. Because of what they have to go through, and because of how they choose to deal with things. Yeah. This is why we're saying what we're saying. This doesn't apply to regular people. Just want to say that. <laughs> and no, they are not regular people, guys. Uh, number okay, this is number twenty-eight. Wilding gives a bad blowjob, according to Wiggy. Hmm. Do you suck dick so bad? Do you suck dick so bad, Chris, that you never have a second time no with the guy? Guys? Customers? That is, yeah. I mean, that is so untrue. In fact, sometimes I have to stop seeing guys because I want to move on to someone else. How do you know? And guys, I'm really sorry. This is a yeah. Marianne from Brooklyn PSA. Beware all who value their hearing. This is we're giving you the the notice right now in five, four, three, two, one. I think uh, that's established, yes. Marianne, uh, I just want to clear this up. I will suck your husband's dick and make him marry me, bitch. I will suck your husband's dick and turn him gay. That's how hold good on, a dick Hold on, hold on. I got to get... But Marianne, please. Please. I can't fucking go through it more. It was, it was really... The, the whole... Con the general idea was Wilding's going to suck her husband's dick. And that's a, there's another clip that goes along with that. Yep. No, I, I think you're doing a service for people saving them from that because you heard the majority of it. She just repeats herself over and over. 
Yeah. I clipped the whole thing, but not realizing the pain that we'd have to <laughs> endure again. Okay, so this next bit, uh, this is we're into the 26th right now, and the first whole section of it is all about more bullshit Sal hypnotism, and we'll go through. I think they're short clips, so we can we can do our best through some of them. But you, there's no we. They've done this before, and they, we've known it's been fake for almost the whole time, uh, and then they keep going back to this well at this well of shit. So sorry, guys, you're gonna hear it. You have a little squirrel cock, right? I mean, that's, that's how it works, just like with people. I have the genitalia that is uh, fitting to me, to my body. It's I in see. proportion and to me. So you're, you're, you're well hung? I have genitalia in proportion to me. I don't, so how do you attract I don't have an squirrels? ego. I don't have an ego over genitalia. And how do, you attract, how do you attract other uh, squirrels to you? <laughs> this is meant to be entertaining. Number two. Do you ever have sex with male squirrels? Like, is there uh, homosexuality in the squirrel community? I don't have sex with male squirrels, but there have been male squirrels who have pressed up against me and, and have, who have ejaculated on me. And so now we have to make the animal kingdom gay. Okay, yeah. so I, I, what are we running out of? Like, lawn chairs are gay. Fucking, you know, uh, your, your choice couch. of cigarettes. Your couch is gay. Cigarettes are gay. Uh, I mean, you, uh, does anybody need... <laughs> more of a flaming target. <laughs> and, uh, I don't. So a squirrel in, came. In, in another squirrel? male squirrel came on you on your yes, face. but right. uh, no, on my side, on the side of my hip, um, because he was looking for a vagina. But the thing is that when the male squirrel ejaculated on me, he wasn't sexually attracted to me. Oh fuck! Like who writes yeah. this fucking shit? Do you, are we going to blame Please. Sal for writing this? I I apologize for clipping these. Even now, I. I <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm kind of speechless. Like, you wouldn't believe. This was an hour and a half. Yes. Okay. Just this past, what, Monday, Tuesday? Yep. And even our thread was just, like, disappearing. Yeah. People were bailing left and right. Nobody wanted this. Nobody. Yes. Right. And I read fan pages on other Stern sites, and even they put this down. Like, there was nothing good to be said about this. No. So if you want to go to part number three, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just. It's just gay talk. It's. Okay. I'll play one. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's have some fun with this one. You know what you clipped, but I don't. So I'm going to okay. randomly pick from three, four, and five, and I'll just pick number four for the sake of it and just see what we get. How's that? Sure. Okay. Will the load, how long will the load stay on you? Like for a couple of days? <laughs> I told you. Do five. It's like Do let's five. make a, it's like Go let's ahead. make a gay deal. <laughs> what's what's behind <laughs> gay door number three? That's how bad. Does he know how I'm doing now? Yes. You're good on the outside. You're horrible uh, on the inside. You think? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's a little bit uh, full of ego because I really no, don't no, have a problem. It's, no, he, he says you're good on the outside. You're not. No, well I'm good on, on the inside. Now, this is a pre-written bit, obviously, guys. This is did you hear Luigi laughing. Let's shit on Robin. That was yeah. the mandate for this particular section of the bit. I can't say it, but I need someone to write it. And I need to I'm, I want to get my fucking jollies putting down my fat corpulent fucking asshole useless tits on a bull 
uh, newsreader that doesn't read the news anymore. So anybody that is unaware, Sal was channeling Robin's father. Yes. And at this point, he was trying to bring up that her father was sweaty and drank a lot and was angry and was abused himself. Right. And that he's looking down on Robin and that he doesn't have... He's in a bad place, but he's already apologized. Like, he was totally led on by Scott Schmieran, the hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And Robin, this is just Robin's backlash at him saying, I'm fine on the inside. Now, we don't know about the outside. Right. But we do know she thinks she's fine on the inside. And she's just giving back a little bit here. So mm-hmm. that's yep. why I clipped it. All right. Because well, you're not. He goes, slow down, Robin. Slow down, Robin. Take it easy. Don't you tell me how I am. Uh, You can't help Robin with that. Yeah, really. I mean, you've got to. This is is the point he's trying to make. What your dad did to you has not, and it may never be completely resolved. But he encourages. I'm 100 years old, Sal. I really don't even remember my job. I'm telling you. And he says, but he wants you to continue to. Um, to help yourself. Okay, she doesn't remember, but she had knew enough to write it in a book, which is now, of course, you know, fucking Isaac Asimov science level science fiction. But go ahead. Well, she says she got the apology she wanted from him, but isn't it at the point where he was like near death with Alzheimer's and dementia? Alzheimer's. Yeah, she never got it. Okay. And at the end of the book, we Benjamin especially was the one to to really. We all agreed. It was. It looked like a setup to get him. She was going to videotape her father, and she was going to spend an afternoon with him and cook for him and stuff, and try to get. It sounded like the book company trying to get an admission from him, which never came because he couldn't remember anything, according to her. Mm-hmm. And if they could have, they she would have written it. And her mother denied everything, and you know, and people would anyway. But um, I found, thank God, I'm going to try to. We're going to try to dissect it at one point. Some listener, thank God, found the clip and sent it to me of Robin. This was a guy on Reddit. I don't know his name on Reddit exactly. I can't remember, but thank God to him. He he found the clip in '98 in the summer of '98 of Robin's parents coming in studio. Nice. And this is this is three years after she wrote a book accusing him of so much horse. Like we all believe it's horse shit. And um, the, the, the we asked Jackie about it. He's like, I don't remember. But you can hear him and Fred going, Oh my God, what do you what what's this going to be like? They're the palpable discomfort in the room is off the charts. And if we ever go through it as some kind of Robin thing, you guys will go, go nuts. I remember them saying that this can't be real. Right. That they didn't they didn't believe any of the stuff in her book including Howard. Yes. Howard, Jackie and Fred all agreed that she had just made up shit and put it in the book to sell books. That's correct. And so at the end of the day uh, it's it's you know the, <laughs> this bit just kind of ties into the nonsense but uh, we'll continue as we as we do. Number 6 Larry King eulogy all about Beefus. Mm. Beth and I are so nuts. Like, I sent to Beth last night. I go, I don't know. I'm feeling bad about the Larry King obit because I really loved Larry King. I read all his yeah. books. No, he's not. Um, his interview yeah. books. And, stuff. and I said, you know, and then I saw like the Daily News wrote up our story about how, you know, Larry was hitting on Beth. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I hope people understood that, you know, I still loved Larry King. Yeah, that was all in good fun. Just yeah. one of those Larry things. Yeah. I mean, Larry wasn't the only guy to hit on Beth. Okay, yes, and we're going to go into that. Pretty much whenever I go anywhere, guys are hitting on Beth. 
even though they and, and and I get no respect. Like people are just like, oh yeah, she's with Howard Stern, but fuck that. They brush right past. So this is a two pronged thing. I get no respect, but mm-hmm. she's with me because of she's with me because of me. It, it, it's such a a whirlwind of passivity and passive aggressiveness that hits him and hits her at the same time, and yet he's comfortable telling this. Like it makes him well, look like it's, shit. It's kind of the victim mode. If, yeah. If you look at it from his viewpoint, it's like, oh, poor me. I finally got my wife, and now everybody else wants a piece of her. Right. And, but the only reason they think she's with me because of my money, <laughs> basically. And, right. Yeah. So. Also, he had to walk back on the Larry King eulogy because of the Daily News article. Yes. He had to say something. And all, you know, because he had said the day before, well, I'm not so sad about Larry passing. Mm-hmm. And then now it had to be, well, I'm not sure about what I said yesterday. But it's not, I'm sorry. There's no yes. responsibility slash accountability. It's just, right. I just want to re- rehash yesterday and how he tried to steal my wife. Right. So there's the nurse- that. So the New York Post wrote an article about basically documenting his comments, like repeating his comments back to him. And yet this is the same as the Gabri Sidibe thing. We're like, no, we're just worried about her health. And Robin went on all kinds of shows and said, like, we're concerned about her well-being. And, you know, my fucking ass. Who do you think you're talking to? That's you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like as Beth said yesterday, like we'll go to dinner or something and someone will just like, as soon as I get up to go to the bathroom or something or go over somewhere or say hello to someone that guy grabs her hand and says what are you doing with him you know i mean it's just like i get no respect it's not I really like they're get... intimidated or say yeah i could never yeah. larry king grabbed beth's grabbed beth's hoof and made off with her go ahead nobody is intimidated by wiggy trust nobody. me not nobody not a single person no power and then I'm sitting and talking to Beth last night about it. And then she told me like 20 more stories of guys oh, geez. who have hit on her. And I was like, that sounds like if it's true, it sounds like Wef will be beef going, well, if you really want to treat me like shit here, how about this? How about another fucking bunch of uh, guy, examples of guys trying to hit on me? Who hits on you? Nobody. Because you're could ugly. You see, could you see the screaming match where it's just back and forth? Like, well, what about this night? Oh, yeah. And this guy. I had him come up to me when I was going to the bathroom and this guy and it's just like she could have totally deflated his ego with a whole list of names. I really seriously doubt she is that brave. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of just him kind trying to build up a story to tell us to be like, oh, poor me. Yeah. Beth and Beth is hot where. You know, he props up the beard, and then it's like, oh, poor me. So it's a total narcissistic. It's a couple angles. Double, double hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you should tell that those you on the know air. that you like so. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. God. I was like, Jesus! It's like a fucking pandemic. <laughs> so this next clip is about uh, it's called it's about the um bang a clock bullshit and Bowie gets in on the mix here and it's called Mary Delabate gave her last blowjob 30 years ago <laughs> you know, Gary said he tried bang a clock at 4 o'clock like what happened you said to Mary hey there's this thing going on right well you know I come down from the show Mary's usually in the kitchen and she goes how was the show today and I said you know good and you know we did this and we did that what, you know, what else to talk about I said you know Howard and Beth are doing this really cool thing she knows what bang a clock is 
I right. said they're doing this really cool thing where they're like doing bang a clock today at four, and they thought it would be like fun if everybody did it. You know, it would be really cool. Why is it cool, <laughs> Gary? I know you're trying to earn your paycheck, but dude, you you need some acting lessons. Go ahead. Well, I you talk about transactional relationships, and I think this sure. is another example of one Completely. because they've been together for so long, and their kids are out of the house, so they have empty nest syndrome. Mm-hmm. And there's rumors about Gary having a wandering eye. I'm not going to get into it. It's not my business. Yeah. yeah. But, hey. It is what it is. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I got. Is. Okay. And she goes, uh, you're usually in a meeting at four. I go, I can move some stuff around. And she just laughed and walked away. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, she, I was and, laying... and she made a face, too. She's like, come on, give me a break. Like, but why, she's but not why buying give her a break? bang a clock. <laughs> but you, why Mary. not? Like, why not everyone bang at four o'clock? God bless you, Mary. God, she totally knows. She just, she, she rode that fucking monkey all the way to the, all the way to the bank. And he, remember, is hopped up on goofball painkillers for his knee surgery. And whiskey. He's gained like 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. He is not very mobile. So she's going to have to do a lot of work. A lot yeah. of work. And I right. just don't see that happening in this situation. Right. Think, uh, I don't know, think uh, climbing on top of Pearl from Blade, the first Blade movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next one is called Barry O'Clock. Yes. Jimmy Kimmel. No. Ralph. Ralph. Oh, exactly. no. Yeah. Here's what he wrote. Who's he banging? He goes, <laughs> FYI, he FYI, I'll be unavailable from 4 to 420. Hashtag <laughs> J O'Clock. What is J O'Clock? Jerk off a clock? Like instead of bang a clock? I guess so. That's what it sounds yeah. like. And I was like, 20 whole minutes, dude, for jerking off? He goes, yeah, 10 more minutes than you, dude. <laughs> Ten more minutes. <laughs> Wonder who he thinks of. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Uh, like, okay, contentious here. Right. So I did, we're trying I did to have not, a good time and bring people together. Yeah. yeah. I did not jerk off, Howard. I did not. But right. you know, you bring up a really good point too about something else. Like, you know, if too much time goes between, you know, times that you do sex, I you you're just like you. I'm not working a peak performance because I'm too right. excited. So I've yeah. tried to sell the idea, like, the more we do it, the better I'm going to be. Yeah. But why do you have to sell it? I mean, is Mary just not that interested? Yeah, that, that bums me out, you know? <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Nope. <laughs> just shaming. Filler. Yeah. No, I mean, like, is so she I've just not... little, I've gotten a little, I've gotten a little fat. And right. We, I mean, we still, we still do it, but, you know, you know. Do you think her desire is there anymore or, like, yeah. you know, I worry about that with Beth because it's like, I know when we first met, we were like doing it like constantly. And, right. You know, it you wasn't d- even a question, right? Yeah. And now, <laughs> you know, listen, I mean, we've been together over 20 years. So it's not going to be the same frequency. I get that. But okay. He, the, first of all, it's a complete lie from start to finish. But the, but the truth, the, the, except for the part where he says she's not really, it's not that much frequency, that's closer to the truth. If zero is no, fre- not <laughs> the frequency is going down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be real here. Exactly. Next clip is called Nothing Like Fake Emails to Bolster Your Beard Cred. This one says, Oh my God, I love listening to the affirmations that Beth and Howard were giving each other. Such a beautiful, loving relationship you have. <laughs> this is the definition of being smitten with each other. Isn't that nice? Well, there it you go. Is, uh, it is. That's right. <laughs> Next clip. King what? of All Blacks, a.k.a. Dr. Ruth, claims Bowie needs some Moen Guma. 
Paul Black wants to say good morning. Go ahead, King. Yeah, listen, no disrespect to Gary. I, I love Gary, but I don't I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think his wife is sexually attracted to him. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think, King? <laughs> so let's oh. go with let's go at number eleven. Now King of All Blacks takes aim at John Hines' particular level of repulsiveness. What's that, King? Why is she? Why is? And I'm not being funny. I'm serious. I'm just. I'm being real honest. Why would John Hines' wife like? Why is she attracted to him? Is like? I'm serious. I'm not playing. Like, how would I could see that cool clothes? He got the hair. You know what I'm saying? I could see why Beth is. <laughs> you did your job, King. You did a double. You got a double hit. You uh, you fucked on John Hines. You know, just just ogre looking fucking face, and you bo- you boosted Wig's uh, ego a little bit. Congratulations. Go ahead. Right. We all know what drives most of the relationships, including JD, yeah. John Hine, Bowie, yep. Wiggy, and right. even with all her money, Robin couldn't land a shark. So there None. you go. She, yeah, not there, a guppy. It's the wallet, the mighty wallet, drives all these relationships. Mm-hmm. Most of them. That's majority. right. Next clip is called Discussing Show Cox. I know you guys have been like frothing at the mouth waiting for this clip. Yes. Everybody Chris- wants to know. Who is a gay man? He believes John Hine is very well hung, like he's got a big thick cock. Oh, so really? that could be that could oh, be see, part of different. it. Yeah. That's different. But Gary, I don't think Gary's hung. I don't understand. You're I've seen Gary Gary naked. was hung. I'm fine. Uh, I've seen Gary naked. He's, Gary's very thick. He's got like um, I'm good. I'm good. He's got a big beer can cock. All right, all right, so 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 if he so if he's Oh God. Yes, please. <laughs> Help me. Okay. So again, I'm going to refer to the 79 IQ has no memory for basic life facts, except pictures of people's cocks Yes. Um, and people too. Yeah. things that people have done to piss him off, yep. to offend him. So mm-hmm. those are the memories that he, he saves all his memory power for these things. Naked cocks, like Sal and Richard, when they got the dildos made to put in Ronnie's ass, mm-hmm. and Anybody who has done anything to offend his ego. Yep. Um, number 13, Wilding pipes up about Bowie's member. If you have any questions, and, and John You can't Hines, describe Gary's cock. I can describe <laughs> Gary's cock. It was, it was pretty girthy and, uh, and had was a nice Was it darker length. than the rest of his body? Yes, it was dark. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not. You, Howard, do you remember when we had, um, what was that guy? Eddie the your, balls, guy? your balls were almost black. Yeah. Why does he know anything about Gary's cock? This is what is kind of confusing me. When were they all naked together? In the steam room? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Plato's I can't retreats. remember. I, this is very strange. That The way he describes everything, even if he had just a one second or a two second glance, mm-hmm. so much detail. It's, it's phenomenal. And, right. and I honestly believe a lot of it's just made up to shame people. But oh, maybe. We'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I remember that. I remember that. Really? And he's circumcised, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. I was saw the head a little lighter than the rest of the dick? Yeah, he was put all. Not well, that, how I don't long know, but, did you look at it? Yeah, Howard? exactly, Howard. I walked by. <laughs> it was a quick. It was a quickie, <laughs> but but he was parading around <laughs> this locker room 
And yeah. I was jealous, quite frankly, because I was like, you know, I wish I could parade around the locker room. It's just like his. Oh, okay. Yep. Straight. Okay. Yep. I know. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Parading. Will get. Will get parading. <laughs> Who says fucking parading? Come on. A guy in a chorus line. Uh, Will gets his cock <laughs> virtually appraised by Wiggy and Wilding, a.k.a. the dynamic gay duo. So it's more than your what wife about, is doing long, for you. As long as I got Will up there, what do you imagine you see there? Oh, I think Will's very attractive. Will's often said he has an average penis, and I sort of believe that. I think it's probably very um, aesthetically pleasing, though. Okay. It's a normal average, but like, like a exactly. pretty, I think he has a pretty penis. These are the wildest conversations. When are you guys talking about this? Right We're now. Not just him. <laughs> I'm having this conversation in my head. <laughs> Bowie's right. I just need now because Wiggy wants to hear it. Had 24 hours a day, Robert. Robin, I mean, uh, Chris is a gay man, so he imagines these things. I imagine you as a woman have imagined John Hines' penis or Gary or No, Bill. no, never. Certainly. Clip number 15, guys. Wig goes all in on cock. Well, a lot of tiny guys. Oh, that's the thing. You can't go just by this. A lot of tiny guys, especially tiny Twinkie guys, have very huge cocks. That is true. I, I've seen uh, in uh, porn a lot of these skinny little fuckers walking uh -huh. around with these big cocks. <laughs> um, what porn is he watching that's gay? <laughs> I mean, Howard's, Howard's a man. You know, he, yeah, this isn't normal, is it? <laughs> Reviewing porn, is that gay porn? Is that in the stuck porn or is that in the toilet porn? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's revolting. No. You guys still haven't heard that breakdown yet, but you will, and you'll you'll probably hate us for it. But we're sorry. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the hell? That's not fair. You see that yeah. in babysitter and um, incest porn a lot because they get these young guys to look like you know teenagers, right. basically. Uh, I find right. them very exciting. There you go. Anyway, uh, while I got you here. Okay, so next one is fake caller discusses Wilding's dick, and I, I, I I'm saying fake. I, I think Raven probably thinks so too. You guys uh, decide. Hey, guys, hi, Fred. Uh, I just want to attest to Chris's dick sucking ability. Hey, no. Oh, that's fake. That's absolutely fake. You can just hear do it. You, do you think that could be Ralph? I don't know if Ralph is on this call. So, like, if he's still in this discussion, uh, but I'm not sure. I know they have changed high-pitched Eric's voice yep. to be another person, so why not do it with Ralph? Oh, that was the thing, and that's in the next, I think that's on the 27th clips uh, that we're going to cover. That I think it was, and I looked for the old clip, I don't know, I might have got rid of it or just lost it in the shuffle, but um, I was convinced that a fake caller a few months ago of a breakdown that we did was high-pitched Eric, and now I'm confirmed because I heard the clip that, uh, uh, they, so they've tapped him to do phony, like fake be a fake caller, basically. But there's no, you can not, once you've heard high pitch Eric's cadence, he can't disguise that. So fake pitch, fake high pitch. Good call on your part, by the way. It was just, yeah, I, I just, uh, it just something struck me. My, my antenna went up eight, like Wiggy's dick. He's eight inches thick, uh, eight inches erect, and he's very sensual. I feel like that gets lost on the show a lot. Um, well, wait a, a second. Lot of you know, who are you, you and. Who are you, and did you get a blowjob from Chris? Yeah, I dated Chris like a couple of years or a couple of months. And oh. yeah, uh, he is an amazing lover. He's amazing at giving head. Um, he's like really sweet and sensual. He'll look me in the eyes. He would stick a finger up my butt if I had. It's all going into Wiggy's spank bank, if he hasn't already fucked Wilding, which I'm sure he has. Yeah, this, this is right up his mm -hmm. alley. 
mm-hmm. and <laughs> amongst other things, <laughs> it it just fits too good into all the things he's talked about before. Everything this caller says, yeah, it, a lot of saliva. He'll make it nice and wet. Creates that wow. like, really hot slurp slurp sound. Chris, you know this guy? Is this for, is this legit? A hundred percent legit? A guy named Max here says he dated you for a while. Do you know him? Uh, yeah, I know Max. Okay, yeah, because you work together. Fake caller continued. Heavy here, and Chris confirms that you two were together. Let's 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 help Chris's reputation. You say, does Chris swallow? Chris definitely swallows. I was outraged by what Marianne was saying yesterday. I thought it, it was totally offensive. He's one of the best dick suckers I've been with. I've definitely had my dick. But but you haven't mentioned does he does he suck your balls? Oh, he sucks the balls. He does. Okay. Max and I and, went out for... I don't know why we need to know that, but sure, go ahead, fine, whatever floats your fucking fruity boat. Yep. He, he's just checked all the boxes. Uh, size, finger yep. up the ass, Swallows. sucking balls. Uh, how long do you spend down there? Uh, do you, yeah, do you swallow just yep. uh, saliva, everything? <laughs> Number 18, Wiggy and pure cock heaven. Let me ask you this, Max. How long would it take Chris... To uh, make you orgasm, in other words, from start to finish, in other words, could he get the job done quickly? That, to me, would indicate he knows what he's doing. So, granted, it takes me, like, a little while to come, but um, Chris could get it done in under 10 minutes easily. Okay, next clip is Deborah. Deborah, the prosecution rests. (laughs) Where would you, like, out of all the guys who have blown you, is... (laughs) Chris in the top 10, uh, the top 20. Where Where is Chris on that list? Chris is like top three easily. Wow. I would say, and, I would say he's, he's the second or third best blowjob that I've ever received. No. That's in the top three, yes. Uh, that's <laughs> very, very strong. Wow. Who's the one? Okay. Um, I'm going to keep going down this straight path, guys. Wiggy Please is completely do. Wiggy is completely straight, guys. He's married, after all. He go as far as to tongue your asshole. <laughs> oh, he, he tongued my asshole. He, he got that tongue all the way up there. Wow. Wow. Isn't that nice? I don't remember Look that, but... Those- and number 21 for the final clip for the 26. I can tell you with, with all finality and joy and glee in my voice. Week sharing ass-eating tips with Wilding. And Chris, you be know. careful. Don't get any shit on your tongue when you get your tongue up his ass. You know, be careful. It's not my favorite thing to do. Believe me, I must have really liked this guy. Ah, okay. Yes. So, okay. In case anybody is, you know, wondering what just happened... Right. You just got a full bingo card full of gay questions. Yes. That's it. This is what we get all the time. And it just keeps going and going. And this staff is just, I think from what we've seen, it's just they're, they're trying to stay afloat with their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're just trying to please the, the master. Right. And the master of what, I don't know. But... Mm-hmm. At this point, it's the master of all gay talk and scat and just, oh. <laughs> King of all mezzofinooks. I, I wish mean... people could see my face, and I'm not showing my face, but, like, <laughs> I have just been drained so bad, like, with 
all these clips and listening and I love you guys and I hope you enjoy this. And it's really hard to be funny because look what we're given. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, right. I think we, what, we got one more day and we're out. Yes. <laughs> we were out. <laughs> we're out like a shaft like up wilding. <laughs> we're out like a dick up wilding shaft. Wilding the young chicken. This is now the 27th <laughs> in case you didn't oh, yeah. get enough of all this. Theories. <laughs> wow. Listen, you could ask Who questions. Who you thought about me so much, JD? <laughs> Chris, I you're much it. younger. I, I you're people. you're a young chicken for Ralph. And, mm, uh, I don't yes. know. You might be too. You might be. Too. By the way, is that a gay term, chicken? Uh, I've heard I know, chippy, but I know not bear, chicken. Obviously. Like and, I've heard guys say, "Oh, look," you know, when they're talking about women, talking about him yeah. as a young chippy. But I've uh-huh. never heard this chicken reference, and it get, oh. it gets worse later on. Okay. Too young. In other words, you might see him as too old for you. I have a feeling. I'm like his young ward. Put it that way. Right. Chris is uh, quite frankly, he's a little old. I mean, <laughs> he's Dick Grayson. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in for the comic nerds. He's like in his thirties. <laughs> Excuse me. Right? He's a little too old for Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my early thirties. How old are you? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm saying what yeah, I'm attracted well, to. You're a little, I don't, you're a little, listen, you're, I don't fuck guys that are eligible for the vaccine. So that's my limit. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, go ahead. Ralph is 56 or 57, depending on where his birthday is. That I think yeah. it's in April. So yeah. I think he's coming up on 57. I think so. Or 58 even. if it's. If, I think Possibly. 57 is Fifty seven is probably closer. Wasn't it, I think some like 18 years between him and Howard? Not 18. Uh, it's not quite. Yeah. No, it's not 18. It's more like 11 or so. It might even be 9 or 10. Yeah, okay. So close enough close enough to be a generation away. Hey <laughs> uh, now. And, uh, all right, Ralphie boy. Thank hey you. Uh, Ralph Later, up on fire today with his sexuality. <laughs> and If you by that you mean flaming, then yes. That's what's happening. Yes. Chris, uh, good for you. Thank you. But uh, to me, Chris is a fresh cutlet for Ralph, and uh, who knows what's going on. Robin? Ralph is saying he's getting a little long in the tooth for him. He be- oh, God. He's going to leave that one alone. So he was a chicken, and now he's a cutlet. That's right. I am so lost. I just right. don't understand. And Sam even questioned me in the thread, like, cutlet? Question mark. I'm like, just listen to the breakdown. It's there. <laughs> Aren't Still, cutlets with, the, have, with those yeah fake things they put that, in the bras? Yeah, that's that's what girls put in their bras to give them a little lift. Fake cutlet. Yeah. Okay. The next one, I, I I didn't understand it until I played it, but I'll just let you guys figure this one out for yourselves. Robin undersells Steve, undersells Steven Singer. Oh, this is good. <laughs> I like this. Okay. Of these gold dip roses. I have a whole new bouquet, including Twinkle Twinkle. Twinkle Twinkle is a beautiful, beautiful color. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com. Get yours today. Great Valentine's gift, Steven Singer. IHateStevenSinger.com. Not really. Uh, (laughs) That's great. Did you catch it? Not really. Not really great gifts. (laughs) All right. So this is the aforementioned clip, guys. Meet Low Pitch Eric, uh, disguised as a fake caller, if I'm not mistaken. Lips, like her lips, like, touched my whole cock, and she was the best blowjobs ever. Uh, she goes down so slow. So is, does, uh, Marianne's husband, do, does she lick your balls and ass? 
Oh, no, just my balls. I never do ass play. You don't want ass. No. No. You sound like a guy. Uh, because the the reason why we know that one's fake is because we know that's high pitch Eric is because you can hear the fucking mayo in his voice. He can't disguise that because he's such a oh. fucking corpulent piece of shit, and um, it, it you, you can't. So for the years, that high pitch is fake, right? Okay, so great question. It he says the low pitch hurts his voice, right? Yeah, we've heard him do the low pitch during certain segments where yes things get really sexual or he gets stressed out like right. he's scared of fish which is some odd and i think when they brought the fish in one time he did that low voice so i kind of think that the low voice is really him but i just i don't know what to believe my head spins <laughs> by this point on the show um right. he was just he was pretending to be marianne's husband just right. so anybody was trying to understand how they throw him into the show they're like oh it's marianne's husband on the phone Mm -hmm. And that's where he came in doing that voice. This one's hard for me to read, but I'll try it. Sexy shower talk. (laughs) Sexy. You know. (laughs) Well, I've just been handed a note. Ralph and Chris constantly text text each other about getting in and out of the shower. See what I mean? You're right. Yeah. But what is that about, Ralph? I don't know. What what is it? (laughs) They text each other about getting in, in and out of the shower. I don't know. Maybe we text a lot. That might come up. I think last night we were texting. I said I told him I was going to bed and I'm naked. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Christ. Well, so we well, went. By, by the way, we went. I don't know how many decades. Peep them trying to be ambiguous about Ralph's sexuality, and now all of a sudden it's okay to say he sucks dick. On a on a regular show nowadays, like towards the end, mm-hmm. you'll get Wiggy and Ralph doing the gay voice. Like mm-hmm. maybe two, three times. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of crazy because before it was always like once in a while you'd hear it and be like, eh, whatever. But now, right. now it's like all the freaking time. Yep. What You were completely nude? <laughs> completely. Oh my God. I can't believe you I sleep don't, naked. I, don't you ever believe do. you don't put on any underwear? Sometimes I put on sexy underwear, maybe. Mm. Does your I'm cock get irritated do. rubbing up against the sheets? No, I have very soft sheets. See what I-, I love that. I love that low, deep-throated, like laugh that under the under the voice laugh of Wiggies, which means basically he's he's in, he's in fucking heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Ralph, playing he- with himself under yes. the under the console while this yeah. is all going on. Behind six monitors. Uh, Ralph, the old maid. Well, do you think Chris, J.D., do you think Chris sees Ralph as like an older man? He's not interested in Ralph, but Ralph is interested in him because he's young chicken. I think think Chris uh, sees Ralph more as a friend, but uh, if it came down to a, a possible hookup, but nothing like serious, nothing like... It wouldn't be a regular relationship. Like I could get him to blow me, you think? Or, or uh, I think so. That's a, some homework for our gay QF fans. Let us know uh, uh, either in the comments or whatever what that whole if that term means anything in the gay community because it's the first I'm hearing of it. Although I heard an old one a long time ago that I, I'm pretty sure actually makes me uh, <laughs> think the rumors about Paul Mooney uh, 
sexually molesting uh, Richard Pryor's son, Richard Jr., are true. If you've heard any of those, he's in a bit of a, a bit of a controversy himself that mm. he raped Richard Jr., Paul Mooney. And, wow. and that in one of the roasts on the Howard, St- oh, no, I said the Richard Pryor, God, don't even let me compare the two. The Richard Pryor show that was on NBC, it was a roast that wasn't scheduled, but just dirty. And it just, it wasn't actually on the broadcast, but they filmed it and it's on YouTube. And at what you see, uh, Paul Mooney wearing a red, po- like polka dot a red uh, handkerchief. And apparently when that's out, that's supposed to be some old signal that this person swings both ways or this person's gay. And there's, there's all kinds of gay jokes. Right. I've heard of these things, these signals. I'm not up on which ones they are. Yeah. That is mind blowing because Paul Mooney has never struck me. Like my gaydar never went off with Paul Mooney. Same. And I have, I have like a 25% uh, success rate on gaydar. So I'm, yeah. I, let's even, I'd even go like 40, 45%. I'm not a hundred, hundred percent by any means, but like I have some good guesses and they usually sometimes come through, but a lot of times I'm shocked. Right. Uh, I just want to say, JD, shut the fuck up, Marble Mouth. Yeah. You can't spit out one sentence your whole fucking life. You're 40 fucking years old. And you've been doing this for how long? Give mm-hmm. me a break. Yep. And this next clip, I've, I've, termed, I've got, given it the name, JD, the Lucky Pierre. And that's a <laughs> reference you guys can look up. <laughs> While uh, I have you on with Ralph. Yes, yes. Talk about that. JD has a theory. JD is an interesting guy. He has theories on things, and I, I love his theories. JD thinks Ralph and Chris have like, like joke phone sex, like kidding around phone sex, and he thinks Ralph probably touches himself during it. Would you just explain that, JD? Uh, well, uh, I wasn't Ralph. sure. Uh, <laughs> first of all, we're having some crazy conversations at this back office. Um, <laughs> the. the <laughs> The whole JD thing, okay, it's quota time. We got to bring JD in for something, right? That's that's basically his function here. Yeah. Um, Robin, okay, next clip. Robin doubles down on Wiggy's bullshit evolution. Go through the same thing where people would still prefer you to be the radio performer you were in the 80s. Yeah. And, oh, he's changed. He's not as tough anymore. He's right. whatever they have to say. Tough. <laughs> What? What does that mean? So he couldn't break wind because have they liked that. Yeah, I've completely changed. So, and I know I'm not for everyone. I wasn't back then, and I'm not now. You can only just be <laughs> yourself if you're going to be a real entertainer. Wow. Yeah. If you stay stuck, like like Kevin was great today because he goes, "Okay, this was supposed to go, I think, at the end of the Kevin Hart interview, but we it was clipped before. But that's my mistake, guys. My bad. Not not nothing Raven did. But you wanted to say." It's timeless. Don't worry. No, it's just the way he's changed is he's not entertaining as an entertainer. Yeah. We used to find the show entertaining. We used to have Artie. We used to have comedians come in and sit in on the news and actually Mm -hmm. just kind of riff naturally. Yes. We don't have that anymore. Everything is planned out to the goddamn minute. Mm-hmm. They don't even really talk about movies they've seen. They do like for basically like, but not the way they used to. They don't talk about stuff behind the scenes in Hollywood. They don't really talk about stuff. I love the pop culture crap. It's mm-hmm. now tunnel vision, COVID masks, Ber- uh, you know, not Bernie, um, uh, Trump, you know, Trump um, you know, bachelor, like you could count 10 subjects and they're all the, gay, you like gay, 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 gay is the five of them. And the rest are just, you know, occasional bullshit. Yeah, go ahead. 
old time radio, bashing his parents. Yes. Uh, working as a DJ in Detroit and Hartford and DC. Right. Like he constantly is drilling us on these stories and it's, mm-hmm. we don't need it. it no. It's, and a lot of the music he talks about is from the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. And if you're really trying to attract a younger audience and you're going to talk about like Olivia Jade and stuff, well, let's make it a little more relevant. Let's talk about some really cool bands that are coming out or that have been around, like Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. They're political. They're successful. They're black and they're white. They're in their 40s. And they are killing it right now. And so mm-hmm. I just, I, honestly, there's part of me that doesn't want them on the show because it would ruin them and it would mm-hmm. break their cred. But there's another part of me that wants them because it would it would at least uh break them out to a, a new a newer audience like fifty thousand people they could mm-hmm. expose them to that mm-hmm. would still listen to the show but they're just they're not relevant they're bringing on the same old tired boring guests that we've had for years yep even the kevin hart interview kevin did all the talking wiggy agreed with them but we know he's a hypocrite mm-hmm. and nothing that kevin said is going to stick and nope. most of those clips, I, I just didn't even want to play because I brought them to you and I, I went back and I was like, nah, don't even do it because it's just not worth the waste of time. I, don't, I, I really hate wasting people's time. Okay. Well, there's a couple we might play, but either way, and I realized I, I labeled these, uh, um, I, I sent the, I put these in the wrong order accidentally via date, but um, I've got them in correct order now. There's one called Wilding the Cheesecake, and I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. But there's a one called Billy Squire's Gay Video on Wiggy's Rotation, in which right. he brings up Billy Squire, which is, of course, timely in 2020, even though I love Billy Squire. There's really, you know, there's no reason to mention him. But And he talks about the uh, Rock Me Tonight video. And I'm going to try to make a gif of <laughs> Billy Squire for this purpose of Wiggy, <laughs> Wiggy and, and throw it like the other one. <laughs> About that one big freak. Sing it, Billy. I told you I ran into Billy Squire a couple of years no, ago. Yeah. Really? I was at a restaurant. I ran into him. It was good to see him. I never gave a shit that Billy Squire was rolling around on a bed in a video. It's bullshit. The guy's really super talented. Yeah, how can you fault a guy? He tried something. He tried. He tried being girly, and a lot of these guys in the. Now the funny thing is, there's a whole chapter in this book called "I Want My MTV," which details the the Rock Me Tonight video. But mm-hmm. Kevin, like Billy, has to take the blame for this because he allowed it to go through, and he could have easily just said, "No, I'm not putting this out." Well, at that time, there was a lot of people, like even David Bowie, that were kind of cross dressing and. Mm-hmm. and they were gender bending. Mm-hmm. It was a time of experimentalism. It was, yep. you know, a lot of drugs going around. And sure. Hell, the eighties were just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you could wear crazy makeup and crazy clothes and put your underwear on the outside and call yourself Madonna. Yep. You could do anything at that time. Billy Squire did something. It didn't quite fly with his fan base. Right. And I think Wiggy was like, Oh, thank God I never did that one. But he did. Yeah. That's the sad thing. He <laughs> <Exactly>. did. <laughs> multiple, so multiple times. Exactly. Are very girly, and they don't yeah. get penalized for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was talking to him. And you don't bring that video up when you're around no. Billy. You go, hey, Billy, hey, big rock star. How you doing? Everything's cool. 
But a nice guy, I guess. You know, I knew Billy back in the 80s. No, when did I know him? Yeah, in the 80s when I worked in Detroit. He never talked shit about Billy. I'll give him the credit for that. All the years, right. I've never heard him say a cross word about him. Said he was very supportive, and he shouldn't because Billy was supportive of Howard in the early days, and said he used to even sleep in the studio, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, and Billy, I love Billy. Like, uh, "Rock Me Tonight" is actually an amazing song, even if the video is super gay. But then, um, uh, "In the Dark" is an amazing song, and he's got a live album out there. The, the live video is on; it's an official video. The live version is fantastic. It's just as good as the record. And that doesn't always happen. And uh, I'm a huge Billy Squire fan, actually. I enjoy his stuff, too. I can't yeah. name it like you can, but I always enjoy it. Such such a great guy with the riffs. So the next clip is called So Straight. Kiss a fucked up woman? Oh, oh 90% of the women I've kissed in my life are fucked up. Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you think? If you I didn't my... kiss fucked up women, you yeah. wouldn't have been kidding. <laughs> yeah, I would have been a, a virgin. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, listen, I didn't. I never discriminated when it came to women. Anybody? What? He went from how many times did we get him on clips saying, like, "I I banked the, the ugliest chicks." Like I dated a model in college, right. which is it. You just <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. I was going to bring those up, but yeah, no need. It, no reason. He wanted to fuck me. I fucked them. Uh, kissing, absolutely. I mean, I had a little bit of a standard, but very low standard. <laughs> Stop it. Well, it's true. I didn't have high standards. <laughs> like he has them now. What? <laughs> Before I got famous, well, nobody was looking to, you know, party with me. So upsetting. I mean, I got into that with my shrink. Oh, yeah. You know, I have, I have terrible self-esteem. I'm convinced that nobody enjoys being with me unless I'm. You know, let's if I'm on the radio, that's a mass audience. But I'm saying in person, like if we were just sitting around, I'd be this person isn't enjoying being with me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> now you got it. <laughs> wow, he does have some self awareness. Yes. Very astute because yeah. nobody, nobody, yeah. even his parents didn't enjoy him, but they yeah. still catered to him. God bless his you, Ben and Ray. His entire staff left him at a dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. That might be my yeah. favorite clip of all time. Can we do a Photoshop of that? I'll try to. Be the, the, <laughs> the last supper with nobody there, nobody else there, yep. just him. <laughs> because I think at an early age, I realized that like, like my mother didn't enjoy being with me. My father didn't enjoy No one enjoyed me for me. <laughs> so I had to get on the radio and become something new something other in order for people to enjoy me and so i don't believe when someone's alone with me that they're actually enjoying me and he hit the nail on the head so succinctly that i mean the truth is we know his story he was a really gangly fucking ugly child really tall talentless with you know maybe a bit of wit but you can parlay that into some kind of personality it doesn't matter what you look like at the end of the day it's again you get a rap you learn to talk to people and i've found that in my life the people that didn't have it going on were amazing conversationalists a lot of them not all of them there was always exceptions there's always fat miscreants as well as you know and ugly ones as well as good looking ones um but if you don't have the looks you you work up some other angle that's all there is to yeah, it you make up for it in other ways mm-hmm. and this i love you clip this pelican fountain pen <laughs> 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 he mentioned this one of my favorite possessions is what robin bought me a um 
a fountain pen by uh, Pelican. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robin. <laughs> we don't need any more of that, do we? <laughs> no, that's it. That's all I wanted, really. Okay, this next one's called Die, Ben Stern. Die. I was in my bedroom. I have a baseball, and it's the baseball from when I won the MVP in Little League in sixth grade, hitting a homer and then getting a base hit as well in the All-Star game. Now, this is obviously John Hine, the guy with the million dollars from Jump the Shark with a $5 webcam and microphone telling about some prized possession that from his dad kept for him or whatever. And uh, Wiggy's basically going to shit all over Ben, of course. We can't go any breakdown with some ben, without some Ben bashing, of course. All right. Yeah. And it was my high point of athletics. And I <laughs> thought I was going to be a major league ball player after that. <laughs> Then we asked you, John, what it would take for you to part with your precious baseball. John, if someone offered you $5,000 for that baseball, would you sell it? No, there's not, a, there's not a number. Not a number. Even if we got up to like $100,000, would you sell the ball? I would. Okay, and that's, that's perfectly acceptable. Everybody has little things that mean something to them. I, I have, I'm not shitting on John Hine, by the way, guys. No, and in yeah. the clip, he explains the importance of it. Yeah. <laughs> Who in their right mind? I would give you that baseball so fucking fast. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Anything that you couldn't get a hundred. If, if you gave me a hundred thousand dollars, you could have anything. You're not All kidding. Right. You name it. Name. There's more what? to it. Okay. First of all, when my dad was my coach, and uh, when I hit that home, no, when I hit that homer, <laughs> it's yeah. the happiest I ever saw my father. And his well, how sad is life. that? How sad. <laughs> That's a wicked memory if you're like, again, we're not shitting on John Hine. I would, I would do the same thing. There's nothing that yeah. I, certain things that worth, worth zero, like absolutely worthless. But if you offered me a hundred thousand, I would not get rid of them because they're personal. It has great memories tied to it. Yes. And it's a moment he shared with his father who I don't know if is alive yet, mm -hmm. but regardless, I have a son that plays baseball. He has many things saved and labeled that were important mm -hmm. to him, bats that were given to him by pro players, mm -hmm. baseballs. He's hit as home runs, his first mm -hmm. one, his second mm -hmm. one. Yep. And a lot of that was with his dad present. So I get it. I, yep. I have no shame on Hein for any of this. I just pulled this because the way Wiggy talks about it, Wiggy has such daddy hunger. Yeah. And then here's a guy who actually had a fulfilling moment with his dad and he shits all over it. Not only that, Wiggy's got a warehouse, by his own admission, a warehouse of his own bullshit paraphernalia, which means nothing to anybody, literally anybody. I showed Raven and I think I showed Raven and Sam this. There's a guy on YouTube from Trenton, New Jersey, I believe, got all this fucking stern crap that he's trying to sell, including watches he got from ex-staffers that Howard clearly gave the staff. One of them was right. this Whit Whitmark watch, which is probably worth, it might be worth a 500 bucks. That might be the most expensive, but there's a guest watch with a doodle of that he made with a microphone <laughs> as the second hand or something like that. And, um, and it must cost like a hundred bucks, meaning like just, just cheap shit, you know, that he patted out generally to uh, his, his cheapness is legendary. You'll have heard it in the uh, Jackie interview as well. And, um, and he, no one wants this crap. It doesn't help that he's asking for too much money, but if you put it down to 10 bucks, no one would want it. No. Yeah. That's his value. It's sad. Yeah. Everything to me. And like <laughs> I said, I thought, I thought I was going to be a baseball. I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. Little did I know that I peaked in the sixth grade all-star game. So why would you want and, a reminder uh, of that? 
because it, remi- it because it's symbolic of when I was at my best when it came to athletics. My dad, it's my dad, downhill since. My dad went to a baseball game when he was a kid, and he caught a baseball. You know, like it was a foul ball, and he caught it, and he gave it to me at some point. I, I took it, I threw it right out. I mean, I, I, I even defa- I defaced it. I signed my, Babe Ruth's name on it and told all my friends Babe Ruth signed the baseball. Ama- I mean, amazing. So he bullshitted about a ball that his father caught. That wouldn't just be enough on his own as a good memory of going to the baseball game with his father that his dad well, caught way back when. He, that he had to shit on that. I believe that. It it almost feels like for those of you baseball enthusiasts that he stole part of the plot out of the movie The Sandlot, mm-hmm. where the kids hit the ball over the fence, and it was one that the dad had with Babe Ruth's name on it, mm-hmm. and some terrifying dog was there, and they couldn't get it back, and eventually they did, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It just it's all made up, all made yeah. up. I can't believe any of this stuff that he says. He wouldn't even have interest in a baseball at that point. Well, he, you think you you think you think that he would he was he wasn't given the ball and he didn't deface it and didn't chuck it out. No, I, oh, okay. I don't believe any of that. I think he just made it up. I mean, he probably went to games and his dad tried to teach him how to do a scorecard. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do that. He probably sat there and just wanted to eat himself silly with hot dogs and whatever at the time. And his dad was like, "No, no." You got to watch the game. Well, Ben, there's a clip of him saying, Dad, it, it traumatized me. I went to a ball game and I put my hands over my face every time the ball was hit. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's afraid of baseballs. So this next one, I need you to be a little bit more, uh, I need you to be um, more uh, Wikipedia-ish because I know there may be some listeners in our, some of our listeners like me, like I'm an old fuck. I don't know right. who the fuck Olivia Jade was, and there was a, uh, okay. a Facebook no post problem. that was made, and so this is Wiggy wants to be Olivia Jade, but please give the the background for this. Okay, so Olivia Jade is a 21 year old girl whose mom is Lori Laughlin, that was uh, Aunt Becky on Full House. Full House, yeah. She married the guy who does Massimo volleyball. Uh, sports brands, uh, mm-hmm. Gian uh, I Massimo Gianciulli, I can't remember. Anyway, he, they're, they're huge millionaires, and mm-hmm. they tried to pay $500,000 to get this girl, Jade Olivia Jade, into USC, University of Southern California, on mm-hmm. a rowing scholarship. She mm-hmm. has no athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Okay, the girl weighs 90 pounds wet. Right. She has uh, done, she had a YouTube page where she was advertising for Amazon who set up her dorm room and all this, but they got caught mm-hmm. paying for this fake scholarship to get her into a school that there was no way she could have had SAT scores for or a GPA in any way. Mm-hmm. So she's very super uh, superficial and your typical, you know, Southern California entitled rich Kid. girl. Yeah. yeah, kid. She was a kid when this happened. Um, mm-hmm. She did the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and her, uh, the daughter, Willow, and the mother mm-hmm. to try to do a mea culpa, and they kind of shit on her. And Howard talked about all that. Mm-hmm. Basically, Olivia Jade is one of those Instagram or YouTube influencers. She does makeup yeah. tutorials. Yeah. She, talks, she does vlogs, uh, daily video logs about her life. And she's got nothing to say. She's a mm-hmm. complete bimbo, a complete yeah. airhead. Yeah. She tries, but like, it's it's so see through. And mm-hmm. Wiggy follows her. He <laughs> had talked about her. 
a, a year ago before everything happened. And then when shit happened, he talked about her again. And now he's talking about her a third time. Yep. Basically saying she's doing YouTube. It was her very first YouTube video back. And he mm-hmm. was all over that shit. She's mm-hmm. also on TikTok. And anybody who has TikTok, I have it because I have a preteen daughter. So I have to keep up on what she's watching. And I looked up Olivia Jade and I posted some videos and pictures from that. And it's just empty bullshit. And mm-hmm. lip syncing when you know like two words to a song. <laughs> it's just smiling and playing with your hair and being just like, oh, look at me. I'm so cute. Right. Oh, yeah. God. I'm adorable. Love me. But that's Olivia Jade. She comes from Lori Laughlin and a clothing, a sports clothing designer. And she wants to be famous so bad. But my God, the, the comments on TikTok are fantastic. <laughs> oh, all, uh, you know, can we get a vlog on rowing at, you know, rowing vlogs? Can we, yeah. can we see your dorm room again? Because she did a video on her dorm room yeah. where everything was Amazon this and Amazon that. Right. So. She is just a pretentious little shit who needs to stop. Just stop if you're mm-hmm. listening or someone plays this for you. Right. And we always say that Wiggy wants to be her because mm-hmm. she's super skinny. She's pretty. She looks like a mini Lori, Lori Laughlin. Mm-hmm. And she has so much going for her and given to her, but she just, she she really loses me with the way she is. So. And how she doesn't know anything. Right. So I guess let's just jump into the clip. I can fill in more later. Yeah. There was a clip someone posted. Uh, um, I can't remember the poster. She's a newish poster, but uh, she talked, you know, like basically she's, her, her claim was that, you know, he just wants to appeal to younger audiences. But I think if you look at the video, it's her looking like she just got out of Auschwitz and this German shepherd like jumping up at her. It looks like it ties into everything he loves about scat and fetish porn. Like this dog wants to fuck her or whatever. I mean, I'm not looking at it like myself. I'm looking at it like this girl needs to eat and she's an attention whore on bouncing on her bed, um, Mm -hmm. doing something you might do if you were 12 or 13, making videos in your own home, that kind of thing. And people are eating it up. Okay, fine. But I think it's uh, incredibly retarded. There in bed, in her pajamas, these silk pajamas. I'm like, wow, I wish I had nice, but like, those look really comfy. They're super baggy. You don't baggy. buy nice pajamas for yourself. I, I sleep in my Tommy John underpants. And it's <laughs> gross. I look like a lizard. <laughs> Fucking Kevin Hart plug. <laughs> it's disgusting. Like She looks so cute in her pajamas. Like, all of her things are well-coordinated. and Everything looks like fun, what she's doing. What fucking man would, would talk like this about this? Who, who enjoys, f- like, fucking women? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my ba- the basis. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're into if you're straight uh, I, I, I'm, I'm lost i'm lost for words raven help me bail me out <laughs> okay so just imagine this you're a 67 year old man wearing fake teeth fake hair you've had plastic surgery you've done Voices, everything everything's fake and all of a sudden this young girl comes along and you think back to like your childhood and mm-hmm. how it compares to hers. And then you realize like, this is what I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's where the arrested development comes in. Mm-hmm. This is when he gets locked in that moment in life mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh fuck, I'm ugly. 
I have no gifts, no talents. I have nothing. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at this girl who has everything handed to her. Mm -hmm. She, her life looks perfect. I mean, this is his fantasy. Yeah. This is sick. This, this, this guy who, for what Lord knows what reason, he wants to be in this her. life. He wants to luxuriate. That's his word. Yeah. He used it with Ralph too. Yes. Luxuriate in the pajamas and make coffee and eggs and a bagel and da 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 and walk yeah. the dog and edit a vlog. And he right. can't do any of that. No. Okay. Let's just get real here. But this man is disturbed. Yes. Patholo <laughs> pathologically, he wants to be this girl. I mean, I mean, female as well. I'm not talking just, you know, I want her life. He wants to be her. He, this isn't attracting any young audience. No. What young audience is going to listen to this old man pontificate about a 20, 20 year old, 21 year old girl. That's right. Nobody there. No, they have it, no time for these long stories. They're on low. 30 second clips on TikTok. That's where they're at. This isn't Lolita. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, she's you, not underage. She's not underage now, so it's not it's not creepy in the sense of he's going after you know fucking you know fifteen will get you twenty kind of thing. But it's creepy because of the age gap. And number one, there's not a person in his core audience who, if they really were core, well, any core audience I'm sure is long gone. But if they were still there, this would not be what they wanted to fucking hear. So. And I'm like, wow, me, I mean, I should luxuriate in bed and silk pajamas and, and write little and thoughts get in my, my journal. journal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do, but you just do it on serious as fucking nickel and you just wax bullshit, po your, your fruity poetry on the air. Uh, so, uh, and the you video is do a parody of Olivia Jade. I was thinking wake of that. Up routine. Yeah. Like you, you wake up and you see me in my underwear and you're like, oh, is he disgusting? And like my belly is sticking out of my T-shirt. They're like, how could a guy so skinny have a belly? <laughs> okay. So this is clip number two. Wiggy wants to be Olivia Jade two. Um, part two. I'm like, you are damn. full of shit. This you sat and watched this? Watched it. I loved it. I sit there and I go, and I and I don't I can't tell you why. I mean, maybe because she's a cute I girl. Think there's something wrong with you. And I know. this is the life you wanted to have. Like she's yeah. the girl, and you should have been in the group with that girl. I don't and know. all of you, you would have been having these wonderful times. You're reliving your childhood. Stop she's sort of right. She's not reliving he's not reliving it. He wants to reimagine it reinvent himself as that yeah yeah absolutely shaming me for watching <laughs> i have to for this <laughs> <laughs> shame on you it, it's much more fun to call robin off the air that's where okay so this next clip is called uh, oh the humanity aka fuck you tiktok and cameo oh yeah you go through the entire day she oh, goes i'm gonna show God. you my day in quarantine but this is my point you know, for me to get famous, I had to put on a fart man outfit. I had to get on the radio and do all kinds of fucking weird shit. And I convinced station managers to let me do stuff. And ah, it was exhausting becoming famous. Now these kids are becoming famous just because they show you what pajamas they wear in bed. Somebody or some, sent me a video or, of someone. Or they, I think it's two guys. Now, he is correct in the sense that he did 
bust his ass to get his name out there, whether he, you know, deserved it or not is a whole other matter. But in those early days, you remember how much shit there was being thrown, like in the early, late eighties, early two thousands, early 1990s, he was trying to get out every way he could, you know, right. to make it he, happen. There was a hustle. Agreed. He busted his ass then mm-hmm. in the nineties, mm-hmm. even in the eighties, the nineties and part of the two thousands. Yes. But it stopped. It yes. stopped. He ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. So for him now to, you know, talk, like he had already made it. So it was like right. once he got a certain level of success, it was like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and just dial it in. And what you're going to hear from Kevin Hart later is an explanation a little bit more about how he can rationalize, you know, this is a different time. This is whatever. And it just wasn't our era. Yeah, we would have loved to have this. We would have loved to have a, I'm sure in, in World War One they would have loved the microwave oven to heat up their K-ration, but it didn't <laughs> exist, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't agonize about it the way he is. And that's just not healthy. That's, that's someone extremely sick. And the whole, all their, their whole thing is to listen to rock music that they've never heard. Two black guys. They've never right. heard this music before. Those are those reaction videos she's talking about. Now, there's a couple I like, actually, because I think they're funny sometimes. Yeah. I've seen them, I've, yeah. I've seen these guys that she's talking about, and they're not bad. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple out there that if you want to learn about a band or you want to hear like a really deep dive onto mm-hmm. some type of music or a new album, Mm-hmm. they're not bad to listen to you can right. you know skip around but yeah the unboxing videos i went through that with my kids the gamer mm-hmm. videos i went through that with my kids sure it's, it's a younger generation game mm-hmm. so for him to shit on that shame on him yeah. he just hasn't evolved like he thought he did he's not up to date and current on society and what we do and ultimately he's jealous he's jealous of anybody who took who got somewhere with a an uh, easier path and oh, had for a sure. and and then also is even more influential because I don't know what her fucking TikTok or Insta is but it's got to be quadruple quintuple what his is without even knowing right well he doesn't have an Insta but like if you compared it to Beth or something it's mm-hmm. you know they're both like in the hundred thousands maybe okay. I don't know about I don't keep track of followers because I right. know half of them are bought yes as bots Oh yes. You can't you can't go by how many followers someone has because they can pay for those. <laughs> particularly, can... uh, yeah, particularly Opie's YouTube channel. If any, because if we would put that, <laughs> oh my God, guys, hundred thousand subscribers and we get more fucking hits on our YouTube channel than he does yeah. by far. Mm-hmm. So you know that's bullshit. Or people that bailed after he left Kumia. So who knows? And you watch them listen to it for the first time. Yeah. I've seen those guys. I'm not that into those guys. I'm into Olivia. I'm just Jane. saying they they're a lot of they have a lot of fans. There's there's some guys I'm told that just sit there and play video games all day. These 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 fucking guys and they, and they and they're famous. So I'm like, yeah. So Kevin Hart's they have been followings. about yeah. Kevin Hart's like everyone's famous now. It's not even good. They, he goes, they took fame away. They took yeah. it away, and it's true. It's yeah. They they didn't take fame away. Fame went a different path. It's no longer gotta wait for the next film. This guy's doing one a year. The only time I see them is on the big screen, uh, or if they show the Oscars, and that was it. Like they didn't have entertainment tonight. They didn't have this. You didn't have, you know, entertainment weekly, these rags and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's everything's out there and fast. It's a very fast paced kind of world now. Oh, for sure. And even back in the day, those celebrity interviews were paid, bought and paid for Mm -hmm. by agents and PR people. Mm -hmm. It's not, 
it's it's just a different world. And there's, you know, a girl who has a song called Driver's License. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't famous, but then boom, that one song went on TikTok just on a whim and she's got millions of people. So just just like that. It comes and goes. Some of those people yes. just fade off into the sunset you never hear from again. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh uh Chumbawamba back in the day. Oh yes. You know, the one hit wonders that we <laughs> Raven, had. Raven, what? Don't you have go. the don't you have the double the box set of Rebecca Black? I mean, come on. So oh, let's no. go let's go with the uh, wig doubles down on Ellen. This is I believe going into the uh Kevin Hart interview, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Ellen I feel is a very underrated comic. When I see I so. her yeah, when I see her on Netflix and she does a comedy special, she's really got it. And I don't think people think of her as a great stand-up comic, but she is. She deserves a she place is. on your wall. She is. She is. Well, she, how, how many years? We already did the rescinding Ellen guys, if you want to hear his right. real thoughts on her. So don't, don't, you know, don't buy any of this bullshit. Yes, and, I mean, she did a special after being gone for you know 20 years or something like that. Crazy. She didn't step on stage for a long time. Kevin, why is it so hard to... Like Ellen hadn't, you know, because she was doing her talk show, she hadn't mm-hmm. stepped on stage for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you say that's hard. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that so hard? Be, you mean to, to come up with the material is hard or because you just you're so rusty that you can lose it? <laughs> well, you, you... <laughs> I love you don't even need the answer, really. But go ahead. I'm just going to say a uh, tutor alert. Yeah, we need a gonna... tutor in the house. Anybody can tutor Wiggy on comedy and stand-up please help big us big time big time a short one here projection alert stand-up comic but because like you say there's such pressure to be better than you mm-hmm. were before you're, you're you're not only judged by your past specials and then some people say gee he was much better back then because he talked about this now he's afraid to talk about that you know you're so judged that it literally can clam a guy up it, well, it, it shuts him down here's the difference we don't need to, and again, that would thank you for cutting off Kevin because I fucking can't stand him anyway. Yeah, he talked way too long. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart loves his family. What an asshole. <laughs> You're saying Great that clip. success and money can ruin, not ruin, but can, can stifle a comedian. When, when Eddie was trying to make it, he would go out and take risks because mm-hmm. now he's got money, he's got a life, he's got family, he's got, you know, every, he's happy. I- I don't think it's the I don't think it's the success in the money. I think it's the realization of our job takes us away. When you right. do get to a point where you make the money, you're able to be present. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Kevin. You fucking Thank you, Socrates. Fuck. Unless you're Wiggy, you can't be present. Are you no. fucking kidding me? Yeah, exactly. And He's I mean, people got to make that money, man. Eddie Murphy didn't have to do stand-up anymore because he was being thrown millions of dollars to do fucking movies that made more millions of dollars for people and created such clout for himself that he didn't have to go to the fucking nightclubs anymore. And he was talented in those movies. Like, like so the early Eddie Murphy movies, he made them. And even once he was like barely, like Trading Places wasn't a starring film, but he was so fucking good in that. And that's not even his biggest film. Uh, go ahead. Well, doesn't Eddie have like ten kids to support? Yeah, <laughs> right? that's the other. That's the other thing. Yeah, when he's not, and he's paying for trannies. Um, so I mean, Kevin, you said Kevin's it, a, not me. Oh, fuck it. I mean, I, you know, Eddie, you might be brilliant, but like Richard Pryor, you seem to like a bit of the dick. And when you're present, you look at the things around you and you go, "Fuck, this is the shit that matters." 
I gave this machine so much time and energy. I need to put that same time and energy into this thing that I built. And this thing that you built is family, is 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 love, is friendship. It's <laughs> what, what family? <laughs> That's why I had to include this clip. Like, come on, yeah. look who you're talking to, buddy. Yeah, you read the well room be, a little bit. You may as well be talking to a concrete, like like a concrete <laughs> cinder block. Whatever that family, whatever that Robin, what's that? Yeah. Surrounding circle is. And when you look at the household, when you look at the kids, when you look at the wife, <laughs> when you look at that, when you look at that nope. foundation, it becomes a thing of I need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Wink, you know, Wink's just looking at like gay porn while <laughs> off, off oh, on his camera on his phone while he's doing this because he's just tuned out. You've just told him about family. He's he'd left his family, barely sees his kids. And now because of Zoom, it's like. You know, and we got to get those checks coming in. He's making a doodle of a lasagna on the side while Chris is talking, <laughs> Kevin's talking. Yeah. I, I, I worked hard to do this, but I now need to be here. I need to I need to make that time lopsided because for a long time I was heavy on this side and I wasn't as heavy on this side. Right now I'm going to flip flop because I got the opportunity to make the money to have success. Let me not be a dick with it. <laughs> Let me now make sure I do what I'm supposed to do and flip flop. And when you flip flop and you're around, <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. We love this. around and you see the effect <laughs> of you being around, you see the, the magnitude of growth and happiness from the ones that feed off of your energy when you are there. Well, then <laughs> that's a talent. That mm. becomes the new love and a new craft and a new joy. So it's easy for the outside world. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Oh God! Thanks for What's nothing. Right? Oh God! Human tutor wanted at Seventeen Squabble Lane. <laughs> Part of being uh, famous, like when when I hear when I'm trying to imagine that you are now friends with Eddie Murphy. I mean, close friends. Mm -hmm. As a kid growing up, I'm sure you idolized him. But now, Absolutely. when you're in a position, <laughs> Kevin did the one thing <laughs> Joe Piscopo couldn't do. This is getting Howard one step closer to Eddie. Position that you've earned your chops and you've become very famous for being funny in your own right. Is that I find I get very uncomfortable hanging out with people that I idolize. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with it. It, it, it. Is it hard for you to be your natural self, to be authentic <laughs> around a guy like Eddie? When do you start getting comfortable with these <laughs> So a little bit guys that you idolized growing up and now you're suddenly friends with them. What how do you get to be wow. yourself? How can anybody who doesn't know us like just not laugh at this? Like there's nothing to be said. It's all said in the questions and the answers. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Par Kevin Hart explains Wig's irrelevancy. This is where it ties in with the um, Olivia Jade, I believe. YouTubers. You see yeah. it in our world today. You see a guy playing video games, and he's got a couple of million followers, and, uh, you know, some asshole playing a video game. It's not the same as what you had to do. Go to a comedy club and get up on stage and follow a Bernie Mac or a Chris Rock or, or somebody. And now, he wants basically consensus from Kevin Hart that it sucks, that these people are famous. And, I, and I'm, it's, all, it's projection again. It always is, every one of these interviews. But he wants someone to agree with him. Yes, Howard, it sucks that you're no longer the most fucking relevant thing on the block and that you don't matter anymore. And your effort, whatever you call it, doesn't matter. And, and earn those chops. It's a different time. But what I've learned to do I, I don't I don't discredit. I don't shit on. I, I humbly respect anybody's humble, anybody hustle, 
anybody's drive. That's a perfect answer. Go ahead. It is. I was going to say, Wiggy wanted confirmation of what he was saying about people making money off of their millions of quick followers on YouTube for yep. gaming, unboxing, whatever, listening, Cameo. music reactions. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get the answer he wants from Chris. He gets an evolved, current, relative answer. Right. And listen to Wiggy's response while Kevin talks, because mm-hmm. Lord knows Kevin likes to hear Kevin talk. Oh, yeah. So you'll and Kevin, and it's a lot like of Kevin. That. It's not like Kevin's some kind of young Turk. It's it, he's he's what forty something, early forties. Forty, I think forty one. Yeah. Okay, so he we're using the ballpark. I'm only a bit older than him, and so it, it would be easy for him to slip into that and go, "Yeah, fuck it, that all sucks, man." You know, but some people could be that bitter. But he's and Kevin Hart knows it. He did as much as anybody he, as he could to make himself more popular. I hate him. I think he's uh, talentless. I don't think he's fun. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's talented. And when I have seen him in films, it's usually the other people that shine. Go ahead. Well, just for example, he did a stand-up show uh, nearby in Philly. Mm -hmm. And he sold out at the Link, at Mm -hmm. Lincoln Financial Field, for like, I want to say 50,000 people. Yeah. To watch him do stand-up in an outside stadium. That's pretty Mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah. That's like Eddie Murphy level right there. that is, and I can't even believe. And by the way, those people are kind of stupid because there's no comedy that's good in a stadium. There's no, you ha- it should be a theater. A theater is acceptable. An arena, not really. And a club is ideal if you can. Go ahead. Just a uh, fun fact: Kevin's from Philadelphia. Oh wow! So okay. he's got Home a big group. home base here. Yep. Cool. That makes perfect sense. Anybody that figures out a way to create revenue, because that's what life is about. In my, in my right. opinion, life is a game. It's a fucking game. And either you're going to win at it or you're going to lose at it. And the way to win at it is to figure it out. You got to fucking figure it out. You got to figure out how to take <laughs> care of yourself. You got to figure yeah. out how to provide for yourself. That's the game. So when yep. people learn how to figure that thing out and they, they find ways to make money, God damn it, kudos to you. My, right. my opinion of, of the separation or the understanding, well, that's mine. And, okay, and here we go for the last bit. And, and what I've learned is that we get upset for people. We get upset at people for having an opinion today. Like we, yeah. we've, lost, we've lost a true value and understanding of my opinion versus your opinion. For example, yeah. Howard, you like coffee. I like tea. Okay. And the follow-up you is like the response, I believe. men. I like women. What? Oh, sorry. I was in my mind there talking out loud. Exactly. Just real quick. Do you hear Kevin like basically say my opinion is mine and yours is yours and that's the way it should be? Yeah. Like, don't be telling me your don't be preaching to me about your opinion. Right. But that's exactly what we get every fucking day from Wiggy. And Mm -hmm. it's it goes nowhere. Yep. Wiggy doesn't really respond or agree. He just goes, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next. And that's always <laughs> right. So the next one is called uh, Bullshit Alert. Hey. I hate you for not liking coffee. We lost the visual sight and understanding of opinions are just that. It's how I feel or it's how you feel. Neither are right, neither are wrong. It's yeah. one or the other. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> when people right. get back to having that logic, when they get back to having that understanding, then they're fine. I, a lady told me, okay. a lady. Well, you're not going to hear what the lady told him because we're going to clip nope. that one. But <laughs> thank you. Did, you see, Wiggy, like the, Wiggy knew he wasn't getting anywhere with that, so he had to kind of go, "Yeah, right, okay, move on." The next one is called "Children Need to Fuck Off." You decide to put in your comedy 
Hey, um, but my wife, I'm not fucking my wife as good as I used to. She's complaining this and that. Mm -hmm. Do you have to go to your wife or people in your life at certain times, especially even when you talk about your kids? And, you know, I tip my hat to that material, too, because I, I thought Bernie Mac was particularly good at talking about his kids. He would call his kids assholes. And I always thought that was an innovation <laughs> like I never saw. No, it was it was it was funny comedy, but it was you wanted to sell that to your own children. <laughs> he could relate because he thought yeah. his own kids were assholes. Totally. And then when I watch your special, you'll go down that path. You'll say, my kids are stupid. You know, they, this is something mm -hmm. dumb they're doing. Do you have to, as a comedian, go to your wife, go to your kids, or do you say, hey, listen, this is what I do for a living. They got to fucking learn to live with it. Well, we know that's what he basically told Allison. And the, he, yeah. he, how many clips do we have of him saying, who do you think's paying the bills? And yes. that's how he put it. Not, hey, Great did you point. mind this? You know, whatever, when the kids got older. Do you think for a minute he ever sat Emily or Deborah or even Ashley, now that she's of age, and asked them, what do you think about my job? What do you think? Do you, are you upset with me? For Do you think he ever had that? Because he knows the answer would be fucking yes. Well, he there's no way he ever asked them one little question about what he does and if they're okay with that. Sure. Not once, ever. Mm -hmm. It's all about him, Ed. I mean, Fillmore. Yep. Yep. It's all about him. <laughs> so, uh, no, he don't Fillmore give a Bradley. shit about what they think. No, of course not. And Kevin, right, and, and, this is, and this is Kevin's answer about kids. The internet lives forever, right? And yeah. these things that I say, I know are going to live forever. I need to make sure that you are in the right mind to deal or understand that. And I talk to my kids. I communicate with my kids. I don't, I don't right. like when I say my wiggy, just wiggy's hair just stood up on end his wig. <laughs> Insert shoulder shrug. Yeah. Kids are my best friends. I truly do mean my kids are my best friends and nothing that we don't say in a house or play with can ever be said. These, this is our way that we talk to each other this is how their father is with them so when i when i do these things on you may as well be talking fucking swahili to him kevin i don't know what you think you're saying <laughs> to this fucking child hater <laughs> 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 okay the last two there's two only two more guys uh collateral damage is this one you now have written the greatest joke ever Mm -hmm. You know it kill. You know this is going to kill. You can't wait to get out to the club. The kids come to you and say, "Dad, you can't do it. It, it offends us." You, you're, you're talking. You, you drop the joke. It hurts, but I got to drop it. Oh man, it hurts. It hurts, <laughs> but I got to drop it. Wow. It hurts. It honestly hurts, but I, but I would have to drop it. You know, <laughs> I, I think that I think that right now, it's it's more about showing them that they. Yeah. Go ahead. Just the the. Clip title, and this is perfect. We call it collateral damage. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Wiggy's name for his kids. Yes. Collateral damage. That's the only thing that stood out here for me, but it, mm -hmm. it, it was important. Right. They, that they matter. And wow. like you said, Howard, you know, we, we come from a time where it didn't matter. Everybody was collateral damage. In the beginning, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yep. I would let shit fly. I don't care. It's 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 me. It's my life. It's coming from my point of view. I'm not. I'm not. There's no ill intent behind it. There there's right. no malice behind it. You know, this is this is me being myself.
Yeah. You being yourself, what a novel concept, Kevin. I don't, I don't think uh, <laughs> totally we can say enough. So the last one and the very last clip guys, and thank you for sticking through this. Uh, this is believe it or not a four and a half hour slog divided into two, but we're so seamless and, and suave about that shit. We're going to make it all seem like two different sessions and um, it's called bullshit about censorship. It's a real short clip. The same place with you now. I will delete things that I want to do on the radio because I do want to protect the people I love. It's hard to understand. <laughs> Meaning himself. That, yes, yes, you got it. I love myself, so I will delete stuff. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that guys, I believe that is, that wraps it all up. We have, uh, we're so happy you've heard these two parts. Uh, there's no need for an intro for, uh, we usually like record uh, or we'll, we'll make an intro for when we divide stuff like this, but no need. This is just going to be part one and part two of this part two and part three rather of uh, <laughs> fruit. Uh, I'll give them other names, but the, they'll just be a continuation. So forgive me for not being more professional about that. Uh, anybody you want to throw a shout out to? Uh, definitely Matthew Schultz. He's been working with me on some Photoshop ideas and his enthusiasm is just amazing. And his talent is infinite. Wow. What a gold mine. Um, yep. My morning thread mockers. Love you guys. Every single one of you, even if you stop in just to say, sorry, I can't do anything else today. I have work. I get it. But yeah. thanks for checking in. And anybody who reads it, always a plus. Glad yeah. to know it. And, and uh, you and Sam and Dennis DeMarco and Bob and Carrie, it's a party here. I said yeah. it in a thread. <laughs> it's always a party. I don't care who I'm listening to on our family team of recording podcasters you all have such special talents and like you said it best we are all tools in a tool belt so whatever is needed we are there for you and thanks for setting this up for us and i mean that sincerely thank Aww. you so much no, thank you, my dear. You did so much legwork in this episode. This really should be uh, Raven presents because uh, she <laughs> she found she got this great bit of uh, I guess technology and and was able to clip from her app directly. So uh, from the Sirius app, if I'm not mistaken, and yes. uh, and as opposed to me just going through torrents and hoping somebody recorded it properly and what have you. Um, anyway, I would like to thank everybody you mentioned, including uh, Wayne, when we start getting back to doing Radio Karate again. That happen uh as well as uh, derek who's amazing on twitter and um we're going to carrie and i have another special episode we're planning as soon as he gets his stuff together um because he's switched jobs and uh has to you know we have to get our numbers together but we're going to be doing a special show about stern show salaries that's going to be i think a lot of fun it's speculative nice. but we also have information so it's not a hundred percent bullshit and um we hope you've enjoyed everything so far guys and we love you so stay safe stay warm take care brush your hair bye oh just real quick i was also calling because uh i just wanted to bye my tears <laughs> on the 17th of June. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> All right, buddy. Eric, what? I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I said the tour that I'm Take care, man. <laughs> Don't ever call back. <laughs>